This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Welcome to episode 139 of the Podcast of Terror production of the Galactic Network. I'm your host, Matt Stein. Um, Corey should be back next week. Erica was supposed to be here. She's the one that wanted to talk about Halloween H2O. She had a family emergency. We're not mad at her. We still love her. Um, Jack graciously stopped in 90 minutes before we started recording. He'll be here shortly. <clears throat> and uh, Mike Beach is still coming. So it should be a good time. Um, yeah, a bunch of other stuff I'm supposed to say here. Um, for more on this podcast, including show notes, content information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. Um, yeah, if you don't know who Mike Beach is, go back, check him out. He's Corner of Hate. Um, good friends of ours. And he also does the Do Whatever podcast and Camo and Hooks. We'll talk more about that when he gets here. If you don't know who Jack is, then you should question yourself. Uh, this is actually Jack's 10th appearance, which means he's been on 13.9% of Podcast of Terror episodes. Yeah, I lent my microphone to my roommate, who's an audio engineer, and when he moved out, he gave it back, and he left this thing. And I think it's a screen, and I've been using it, but I don't think it does anything. Like, I'm sure it does something, but barely. Um, so <laughs> this is great. We're actually just live, and this is the podcast. Not yet, uh, but, uh, but I'm yeah, recording so, this. Uh, is, it's either, to me, looking at it, it's either a shield against electromagnetic interference from one side, <laughs> or it's a pop screen that should be on the other side. So what's great is there's a 50% chance we're, you're using it wrong. We just don't know <laughs> which direction it's supposed to go. Yeah, no, I'm probably going to get rid of it. I just, it's, I'm just too lazy to unclamp it. Well, I mean, it you looks... Could, you, no, go ahead. You me. put sponsor messages on it and shit. It's a big billboard, you know? Okay. Can just, <laughs> uh, I can do my brain impression. It looks like they, they, they make like isolation shields that would attach to a microphone similar to that. Is there like yeah. foam on the inside, Jack? Yeah, it's uh, soundproof foam. Yeah, so I think it's supposed to be on the other side, so when you're talking, whatever goes past the microphone doesn't bounce back. Right, 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 which I don't need because I'm as far away from the wall as possible right now. It yeah. now just looks funny because it's dangling there. <laughs> so is my, are my levels okay? This microphone and this unit tend to be pretty hot, command. So oh, I'm so happy balanced. you're drinking. Oh, yeah. Last uh, time you were on, I think you had like sparkling water. Did I? Oh God, that's I rough. Remember. <laughs> no, that's I, I might have just, I, I might have been out of beer. That may have been the problem. That's not the. It's been a while since you've been on. Oh God, yeah, it's been. I'm been a minute. Gonna look up I mean, real quick. Um, at least more than six months. Yeah, not for lack of trying. Yeah, no kidding. That's my fault. Maybe I don't know. Now most of me. We never blame anything on you. No, oh, it's nice to have. One dynamic like that in my life. Well, I, I have to appease you because you're still like cooler than me. Well, yeah, That's I didn't a, know there was a an objective scale. 
That's uh, all right, good. Sometimes there is. Uh, it's been a, almost a year. Last November. What's the, what's the special? What's most cool? What's least cool? Well, it's like Samuel Jackson, like the top, and then what would bottom be? He retired. So, um, you know, I think he's, he's fallen on, he's still on the list. You know, he's got that kind of staying power pound for pound. Coolest motherfucker. I think he's still top 10. I would say AC Slater might be the top of the, the pyramid. Yeah. He's kind of frozen in time, right? Like yeah. it, we're not talking about Mario Lopez because Mario Lopez does not equal AC Slater. Really? No. AC Slater is like a, a slice. I have it on good authority that he does not like when you call him AC Slater. <laughs> well, you know, I hate that kind of shit with celebrities. I, I despise that when they like don't want fans to call them by or like don't like address me by the most popular thing. Fuck you, you cunt. So like, I want people to come around and call me AC Slater. Right. And everybody else on the planet wants to be called AC Slater, except you, you piece of shit. That was actually AC Slater. You're too good for it now because you do fucking entertainment tonight or whatever. If any one of us sees him, we should just go and uh, just be really sarcastic and be like, you're great on Access Hollywood. <laughs> Is that better? Is that better? Mario yeah. Lopez? I just remember coming home from school every day in junior high and turning on the TV and watching you on Access fucking Hollywood, Mario. <laughs> That was a really, that was really made great memories for me. You piece yeah. of shit. Your Access Hollywood is a part of my childhood. Thank you. That's like the bands that play a, arena shows and never play their hit. <laughs> Same yeah. bullshit. It's like you know why we're here. <laughs> like there's like ten percent of us that are in for the deep tracks. Everybody else bought a ticket here because they want to. They want to hear sober tool. That's why they're all here. <laughs> So it's really funny that you're saying that because when you text me to do this, I was at Metallica and my buddy and I were complaining because they play Ender Sandman and Nothing Else Matters every night. Yeah, they do. They play them at the end too. They play uh, they play Sandman at the end of every yes, set. Yes, which is awesome because we knew that that was our cue, cue to leave. Yeah, you're like, all right, heard this live 40,000 times. I'm good. Yeah, we stood like by the exit because the Brewers were playing a playoff game and it was at the new Bucks Arena, so they had all these fancy TVs. As soon as they started enter salmon, I'm like, let's fucking go. Yep. <laughs> let's hit the fucking road. Yeah, they're not so, gonna man, play I, uh, I missed them when they came to ACL here just because I'm old and I don't do music festivals. Dude, they did but, two weeks um, in a row. How did you miss two Saturdays in a row? Because I'm old and don't get into stuff anymore. Um, and I'm just not a music festival guy, man. It's hard for me to get on ACL. I'm an Austin resident, so I don't go to ACL, <laughs> if that makes any sense. I don't go to South sense. by Southwest. I don't go to ACL because I live in Austin. I just get the fuck out of town. I've heard it's insane. Like The people that I work with down there are like, you got to come down here for ACL and uh, South by Southwest. I'm like, but I hate people. Like I don't like crowds. Yeah, and there's a lot of those. And it's annoying Austin, California transplant people. It's not. It's not. It's not my scene. But I've seen Metallica twice in my life. I saw him. Um, saw him on the Load tour, I think. Reload, oh, load, re- load, and reload tour. And then I saw him uh, one more time after that. They. I don't remember what the. It, it was. It was in the interim between. Um, I think I saw the Load tour, maybe the Reload tour. Actually, it was pretty close together. But uh, I didn't see anything on the Death Magnetic Tour, and I'm going to miss them on this one, too. It kind of sucks because they're getting, like, pushing 60. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, um, I saw them, like, six weeks ago and then again last week. So yeah. They did, like, a month and a half between Madison and Milwaukee, and it was cool. Like, my dad went to this one, and even he was like, holy shit. He goes, they, they don't sound terrible. I know. Being almost 60. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, James is holding it together vocal-wise for 60. Mm-hmm. We're 55 years old. I got to give him that. And, dude, I, honestly, Kirk looks fucking amazing. It's like everybody else is it's getting rough. But you're like, Kirk is like, you look better than you did 10 years ago, bro. Yeah, with the exception <laughs> of gray hair. Yeah, this, that's it. That's mm-hmm. the only thing he's suffering. He's got weird, like, Hawaiian blood and stuff. He's like a demigod or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just he, he is the rock, but, like, not yeah. muscular. Right, yeah, he is. He's like the he's like the uh, he's like the basement dwelling rock. I could see him as like a background, like a minor character in the new Aquaman movie. I could That'd see him. He's like guard number two, like so, the palace. It's like, I, hey, Kirk. Hey, uh, we went and saw the new Halloween last night, and the oh. trailer for Aquaman was in it. And I'm like, what a fucking stupid looking movie. <laughs> Does it look bad? Does it look dumb as shit? I think it looks terrible. It, there was a the preview for that and um, Captain Marvel. And my wife was just like, there are just too many of these now. Like, there's there's no way to keep track of. Aquaman looks really dumb, but I, I'm hoping maybe it'll be good because, you know, at least it's not trying to be serious. Like the the, the last like few like uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah. DC so is just hamstringing themselves every time, man, with the dark and gritty. People just don't want fucking dark and gritty anymore. Yeah, no. Dark Knight was was great, and we're good. We don't need any more. Yeah, we gritted it up right there. <laughs> we don't need Dark Knight, but Flash. We don't max, maximum fucking grit. <laughs> I was trying to think of like the, the highest grit sandpaper you could get and then realized that I'm not a man and I don't know that. Uh, yeah, well, uh, the lower the number, the higher the grit. So like a, like a 120 would be very gritty. Mm-hmm. And, and so, 80, uh, would be, 80 would be rough. 80 would be like the Dark Knight. No relation to gritty from, uh, from Philadelphia. Correct. <laughs> I'm Maybe. so I'm so mad the Islanders didn't come up with that first. <laughs> I, want, I want I want to be a gritty fan so much, but God, I fucking hate Philly. Even Philly hates Philly. <laughs> I, I've never been there. I'm, I assume you've been there. Want either of you? Yeah, I have. My brother played ball there for a few years, and I would hang out with him. It was a fun time. Story. I've gotten the cheesesteak, so yeah, I've I've had real cheesesteak and I've talked real football in a real cheesesteak spot with real Philly fans. Wait, <laughs> how is Philadelphia real football? Well, I mean, they like they. I guess the the football talk was real, not the real football. <laughs> I was like, you need <laughs> like, to go to yeah. a place where they fry cheese curds and then put it on top of a brat and then put that in a pretzel bun. That's legit. That that's Wisconsin. Yep. So you know, if you ever want to feel really bad about yourself and slow your blood down, come on up for a visit. It actually turns your blood into cheese curd too. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Side. If you leave here and you can still shit, you've done it wrong. <laughs> you are, you're not living this life. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's talk about your do whatever podcast since we're actually like recording and stuff now. Yeah, since we're so we're, so we're on, on a podcast talking about another podcast, it's like a that's my life. This is it's like a it's like in Hamlet. It's a play within a play. We're, uh, so this is podcast inception, basically. Yeah, then yeah, after exactly. that, we're going to talk about Jack. So we're going to talk about a podcast and a podcast and a podcast. <laughs> nice. And then if I could talk about another podcast that I talked about on my podcast, yes, that'd be pretty good too. So yeah, we're just we're like those Russian nesting dolls. Yep. <laughs> with with, uh, with I'm also with, live uh, this too on on a mirror feed on Twitch. Uh, so <laughs> recording me recording this. Nice. Oh my god. 
No, not really. But that would be funny. I have a dry that would be, I may actually get to fantastic. use right now to try and figure out how this is going to work. And then like publish it to WikiHow later for how to record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, they really know what they're doing. And then I like, get it on Expert Village. Um, yeah, so do whatever podcast, man. That is uh, that is my baby. That's uh, my number one. Um, that is, and I know my uh, my co-host for Camo and Hooks, my other podcast, would it'd break his heart to hear me say it. But do whatever's mine. You know, that's my, um, it's actually a solo podcast, man. Uh, which is, you know, I will have guests, obviously, but the the basis of the whole thing is a solo podcast. And the whole thing started with that. Like I, some of the podcasts that I really, really like the most are solo podcasts. And I just feel like it takes, you almost have to be out of your mind to think that you can do that and carry a podcast for an hour. It's really hard. Um, and I like the challenge of it. Uh, so the do whatever podcast is, you know, the title pretty much says it. It's, it's basically following me down rabbit holes. Like I'm a dude that has just always had the problem of trying, wanting to try every single thing that I come across and like get into it. Like I have a million hobbies. I've done a million different jobs. Um, anything I get into, it's not just enough that I like, Oh, that looks neat. And then I walk away. Like I want to do it and I want to try to get good at it. Um, so this podcast just instead of trying to say like, okay, let me focus on the subject that I'm good at or that I'm really into because I've battled myself forever and ever. Like, what's that subject going to be? Is it going to be Highland Games? Is it going to be business? Is it going to be hunting and outdoors? What is it going to be? And I just realized like, no, it's all that because I'm not the only person in the world like that. I know this. Most of the interesting people that I've met in this world are people that, yeah, maybe they have like a, a deep interest in a love in one thing, but they also most of the interesting and intelligent people that I've met have a wide variety of things that they get into and they chase rabbit holes and they get obsessed with things. It's just the nature of the beast when you're a kind of person that can be good at something, you feel like you want to try to be good at a lot of other things. And so I, I, I embrace that. I there's a part of me that rejects the idea of expertise above all else, um, you know, specialization above all else. There's a part of me that rejects that. And instead of being ashamed of it, like I've been for a long time, like, you know, I'm 39 years old and I don't know what, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And instead of being mad about that, you know, I, I embraced it. So I will pick a different topic, whatever I'm into, whatever my three, 3 a.m. YouTube rabbit hole was, uh, whatever I've been reading Wikipedia pages about, whatever I get into, new hobby I learn, new thing I'm trying to do, or if I find a person that's doing something I'm interested in, I'll talk to them. That's basically it. You know, you and it runs the gamut. Like I've done episodes about being a father, and I've done several episodes about Highland Games, obviously, and then you know I, I've done an episode about sword fighting. <laughs> you know, like just whatever whatever strikes my fancy, whatever I have a little bit of background or interest in, I do, and. I try to, you know, carry it myself for the most part. The most recent one that I did was I went and competed in Highland Games for the first time in almost a year. And I've been out for a while. And instead of doing like the formal here at the desk with the microphone notes and script and stuff like that, I just took my phone with me and I documented a weekend of a competitor. And I put that up there yes. just because there's a part of me that thinks that that'd be interesting to somebody and somebody that's trying to chase a new hobby or a new goal. Like, OK, what does your weekend look like? when you're a veteran of this thing, like how, you know, what do you do the day before? What do you do the day after? And then, you know, sneak preview. Most of it's just the day before is forget to get ready. And the day after is be sore as shit and feel old. <laughs> Didn't you win? Um, I did win. Yes. Uh, like that how you just glaze week. over the part about how you haven't shown up for a year and then you do and just win. 
I, I did manage to. Well, it, it wasn't my first rodeo, thankfully. Um, all right, yeah, I threw okay. I performed uh, better than I thought it would. I hit some nice big round numbers, and it seemed fun. So, yeah, man, but that's a, that's a do-whatever podcast. That is, um, you know, obviously I got to do the thing where I say it's available everywhere. You can get a podcast. You can go to my YouTube channel too. But, uh, that's great. yeah, that is that's that, that was the whole impetus, man. Like uh, I, I, I'm very inspired by uh, by guys like yourself that can carry a podcast and keep it going and continue to put content out when you know i know we all have the self-doubt in between episodes where we're like what the fuck am i going to talk about dude i literally like, was sitting around this afternoon i'm like why do i still do this like i don't know what right. i do and like <laughs> i got no plan fucking but when 90 you hit- minutes ago erica's like dude i got the shit that came up and i'm like what am i gonna do and i'm like I, and no offense i only know you so well so it's like i didn't know if we could really do an hour-ish episode which is you and i without some sort of weird awkward gaps or right. like one of us takes their shirt off and starts flexing so i figured that that's gonna be minute 15 i think <laughs> all right now i feel like we have a challenge <laughs> and we can get it in before then yeah and i i know but once you turn on the mic it starts to happen and it's just like i really think there's a i talk a lot about craft and the idea of you know even no matter what you're into like you should treat it like a craft and i think this is part of it and like i i just every time i've been on this show i just admire that that it's it's this living thing that you guys have that you know, yeah, you can be completely unprepared and like shit in your pants beforehand. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. But once you get the mic on, the craft takes over. You can, you know, the moves, you know what to do and you know how to create an interesting conversation. And I, I just thought of taking that a step further and going solo most of the time would be really hard because, look, everybody listens to hardcore history. Everybody listens to Bill Burr. And just to have people that are so well versed in what they're saying that they don't need another person in the room is nuts. Yeah, and man. like, and I feel it when I'm recording. I have to. I mean, you know, obviously, I know that um, Dan Carlin from Harper History works off notes. I mean, I straight up have to script stuff so I, I don't just have giant pauses. I have to write out what I'm going to say, and I know they don't do that because you know the subject matter knowledge is deep enough, and they could do it for six hours if they needed to. But I got to write, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it's a good way to get some writing done too. I'm. I'm you know, I, I love to write. I've, you know, I've, I've published one book about the Highland Games and I want to do another um, different type thing. So it's a great way to like actually force yourself to write something down when you're like, um, I haven't done an episode in three weeks and people are asking, so I better fucking write something down. So you, it's not like consistently released. I, I didn't know how to say that without being like, man, you should put your <laughs> shit out more often. But like, well, you're not. You're not consistent. So, okay, here's the thing. No, I wasn't. Like, because I knew my lifestyle. I knew um, all the other projects that I had and everything that I wasn't going to be able to do the deep dive style of podcast that I wanted to do and do it every week. So I really resigned myself to the idea that, okay, if I can get one out once every two to four weeks, that's fantastic. And I've been okay with that. I recently did a poll with um, kind of the core listening group, um, the people that are on the Facebook group of the Facebook page about it. And, um, I asked like, do you want more regular content, like weekly uploads, just, you know, hitting the mic and go get something out there. Or would you rather continue to get these longer deep dive hour to two hour long exploration episodes, you know, that are more formal and it would split right down the middle (laughs) the vote on that. So I still have no idea what anybody wants. So I don't mind doing quicker content. I have what I call detours instead of the full do whatever episodes. I'll do what I call a detour, which is anywhere between like 10 and 30 minutes. while I just kind of talk about whatever subject hit me. 
And uh, something that I was able to either just go off the top of my head, top of the dome, as they say, <laughs> and uh, or just something I was able to scribble out some notes or something. Um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll do a detour once in a while, but I'm still not. I don't know. What do you think? Should I just go weekly or should I just keep what I'm doing? I don't fucking know. Well, the problem is, is if you go weekly and you have a format that is so labor intensive that at some point your quality is going to start to dip. Right. So, yeah. And I, I know you understand that and you, <clears throat> you're not one to put something out that's half-assed. Right. So why not just shoot for like every other week? You I know, think or I potentially do that. Or do every other week but do a detour so you really only put out one full episode a month and one detour a month yeah i and honestly i think that's a that's a pretty good rhythm to put out there like every two weeks is not terrible because like it's you know you you see the same thing and we're gonna get all fucking podcast statistics here like for the listeners i'm sure they love that oh i wish they talk more numbers um but uh (laughs) you know you can like the number of downloads the number of listens you're going to get are going to stay pretty consistent if you like you know and if you just put out more episodes generally you're going to have more ears Mm -hmm. it's just going to happen more people are going to listen to your stuff more often if you're putting out more often but yeah i'm in that same boat like i can't like uh you know my business partner matt vincent our friend matt vincent's podcast like he's a is is an interview format so he's always got that other person like a new person that he can explore and have a conversation matt could talk to the wall if he had to correct and he he often does yeah (laughs) I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. I just assume he's off talking to cooler people than me. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Now he and but he's got that, and he's and he's very he's very good at it. Yes, like he's very good at the conversational style, and uh, he can you know he can he can carry a conversation, but he can also prod people into it. He's learning the craft. That's been cool to watch with him too. Is like, you know, you know this as well. Podcast hosting, there is an art to that. It's not just like have a cool conversation because that's all well and good. But those can go completely off the rails mm-hmm. and get, you know, awkward and not be interesting anymore. And getting somebody to talk about themselves is a real skill, especially when there's a microphone, if they're not somebody that's naturally good at it or something. Um, but not seeming like the, that's the the thing that I'm seeing Matt learn as he does the interview format is that interview people without making it a and a Yeah, that's a real skill. Yep. I think I did one episode where I actually wrote down questions and it just was so uncomfortable. That's stilted, right? It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was um, the guy who did the Inside Psycho podcast, mm-hmm. and and it was it was weird to begin with because his like free time, I had to come home during lunch on like a Tuesday to do it. Oh wow! And then I had like these questions and like only a short window of time, and it's not like it's not like this where like randomly we're like, hey, it'd, it'd be cool if you came on, and like we became friends to an extent. Yeah. So it, it, it's just a much different situation. So this it's more is more business. If it, feel, it feels more business when it's somebody that's yes. Yeah, you're reaching. They're another audience, and they're branching out to you. It's it's weird. I, I totally agree with that. And like I, I've I've been lucky in that I have not had that experience. Mine again. I'm not an interview format. I haven't had like, oh, here's a guy that I've never met in person or don't have anything common with, but it sounds like it'd be neat. That's gonna be fun. Is trying to hold a conversation with that person. But that's, dude, that, that's literally how we got to this point. I started doing this podcast and I, I messaged Matt on Facebook and I'm like, hey, I do this thing where we talk about horror movies. Are you in? He's like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Yeah. And then I just got really drunk with him on the internet and like three years later, you know, <laughs> more so, podcasting have happened. 
And, yeah. and then you had me on, who's not really that into horror movies, which makes it all the more hilarious when we get together. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But you're not you're not the only person that isn't really into horror movies that has been on. I'm yeah, trying good. <laughs> quickly. Oh, my buddy Brad from Minneapolis. We did Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Huh. So, yeah, right. So he was he was at my house because um, he's starting a podcast on like he he does all of our artwork for our band stuff. So nice. he knows a bunch of band oh, guys too. He's good, man. I didn't know that's that's good art. Oh, thanks. Um, but yeah, so music, he was, music, drumming's terrible, but the art is fantastic. Oh, cool. Um, we it, we we have to wrap this up now. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna keep going on the drumming. Let's talk specifically, just, technically, what I think is wrong. <laughs> I mean, if you want to come over and play it, be my guest. Yeah, no, pass. Yeah, pass. yeah. See, all right, cool. <laughs> see, uh-huh. yeah. Fucking coward. <laughs> but, but yeah. Anyways, so he he wanted to start a podcast, so he he was gonna be in town. Uh, he came because we were playing a show in Madison, and uh, and it was my birthday, so he came to town for all that. And I'm like, well, Friday we'll record an episode of my show, and then we'll do yours right after. So he does not watch horror movies at all. Like he listens yeah. to Taylor Swift. All right, because you can't listen to Taylor Swift and watch horror movies. I think is what I just did. But yeah, there, I think there's probably two types of people in the world: those who watch horror movies <laughs> and, they, and those who listen to Taylor Swift. Yeah, they do not intersect. That's a that's that's a weird statistical anomaly, but I think you got it. Yeah, well, like what, what what do we mean by listen to Taylor Swift? He went and saw her in concert. Okay, all right. And was, and and loved every fucking second of it. Occasional TS song. Just yeah, like, she's a talented young lady. She's she's fine. Like there's nothing. But, yeah, but you know, if it's there, yeah, I don't care stay- for it. But I'm not going to say she's not a good musician. Sure, and you know, but you're not going to even if I like it. Look, I got two little girls. I got a six year old and a two year old little girl and an older boy. But he's he's now rolling his eyes about Taylor Swift, even though secretly I think he likes Taylor Swift. I'm sure, but he does. um. Oh, yeah. When he was six, he like got a book from the library about like her life story or whatever. I was like, yeah, I'm sure you hate her, buddy. In the last three <laughs> years, he turned the corner and like he just knows that his friends will make fun of him now. But uh, yeah, so I got two little girls. I look, I know my, I know my T Swift, and uh, but it's just not something as a man you really want to stake your claim on. So it's either <laughs> like, but at the same time, you know, your buddy, fucking kudos to him if he mm-hmm. just doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so into <clears throat> weird eclectic music that like Taylor Swift's not the weirdest thing he listens to. That's not a bad thing. No, he also <laughs> is into like oh, weird you know what? technical death metal. There's there is a, an advantage to it. I actually went to a Britney Spears concert. Uh, got my wife did too. Just <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Sorry, it's the only other adult that I've heard say that. Yeah, no. Well, my, yeah, my girlfriend used to work uh, the merch for them, so she you know she was in with all the road crew, uh, and nice. we. Down and she was like, I want to go say hi to my friends. Uh, you know, they'll get us in backstage. And I was like, Yeah, all right. You know, if that's what you want. So I, yeah, I went and it was, you know, I, I enjoyed it for the experience. Just like how you're talking about how you, you like to go down these rabbit holes. This was a rabbit hole going to wherever the fucking flyers play. Uh, sure. Why so, not do this? But here was the best perk. And I bet your boy at the Taylor Swift show had this too. You ever go to a stadium? And go to one of those gigantic stadium bathrooms, the men's room, and it's empty. So <laughs> funny you say that. It was just me and like three like gay sixteen year old kids and like a dad. It was great. <laughs> I you know we, we we had like nine urinals apiece. Yeah, just no lines. Everything's pretty tidy. A couple couple things I got to answer here. One, Brad knows Taylor Swift's guitar player, which is part of the reason he went. Okay. Oh, nice. Um, two, Metallica only lines in the men's bathroom. Exactly. Mm. The lines were so long, like the new Buck Stadium has uh, 
all gender bathrooms, the lines started to then shift to the all gender bathrooms because guys realized that they could use that too. Oh, those poor women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like most chicks in Metallica show have been through some shit. Man. There, was, <laughs> there were some fine looking metal sluts there. I'll tell you that. Nice. Like, like a good dirty looking metal slut. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, you're in you're in the mothership when you go to a Metallica show, man. Yeah, everyone who's the, fifty that hasn't drank in six months is just giving her hell and thinks they're eighteen <laughs> again. <sighs> you're not. I, I thought you were talking about me for a minute. Okay. No, 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 no. Like we. So when I went and saw them in Madison, they played where the the Badgers play basketball, and yeah. because it's a college facility, there was no booze sold. Uh, which. Uh. No booze at a Metallica show sucks. No booze at a Metallica show in Wisconsin is worse. Yeah. I well, got I actually ended up I had uh sweet tickets. So someone I know, like one of the sales guys from CDW that I know from work got me two tickets to their suite. The only booze in the stadium is in the suites. So it's oh, like me, oh. our bass player, who has like long blonde hair and has been listening to Metallica since he exited the womb. Uh, <laughs> and then like a bunch of like 55, 60 year old businessmen who don't get out much and right. have unlimited booze at a Metallica show. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so when they were playing Nothing Else Matters and Enter Sandman, Ken and I stood in the back just pounding the last beer, eating free nachos, and then just got the fuck out. <laughs> Nice. Free is the best flavor of nacho. Yeah, I didn't care. The pizza was lukewarm, but it was free. So yeah. it was good. Like I said, but yeah, best flavor. Best flavor with cheese. <laughs> it's free. Right uh, so uh, I like like we talked about. I don't have any questions, but I want to talk more about your podcast because oh, I well, admittedly uh, have never listened to an episode, and I can't no. even say sorry because I know you've never listened to an episode of mine other than the ones you're on. That's actually untrue. So really? how do you feel now? Damn it. I feel like a um, dick. Right, I'm I can't say I've listened. I, can't, I will admit I haven't listened to an entire episode, but I can't remember the last time I listened to an entire episode of anything since I had children. So it's not oh. like you're unique in that regard. That's uh, you um, know, I, you know, Since the subject matter doesn't really appeal to you, like it, it, it doesn't, I'm not offended that you wouldn't. Yeah, really but you, appeal, you appeal to me. Um, so <laughs> yeah, no, I like to creep it up a little bit, but um, yeah, um, it's a I don't I don't know you were going somewhere with that and I, I jumped all over it but I don't remember because now I'm I'm searching for your podcast so I can listen to it so I can't say I've never listened to it before uh, we should we could just turn on an episode of mine and just listen to it all together that's fine let's do it let's do it <laughs> everyone be real quiet shh <laughs> we just not- like we can we can live tweet an episode of your podcast on mine. <laughs> real meta oh, i love it it was two hours and they only tweeted three times yeah it was real slow i'm <laughs> real bad at like live tweeting or like general general doing twitter i'm pretty bad at so uh, hey, I've, I've never yeah. tried to live tweet anything i imagine that is labor intensive i just i get into what i'm doing too much or watching and we're like um oh yeah here are my snarky thoughts well and that's the thing <laughs> exactly. like i know jack has done it but jack's a funnier human being than i am i do very rarely. I did it for the debates. I, I don't remember really doing it for much else. I tried to do it for the Super Bowl one year, and it's it's distracting. You know, you you know, you lose track of the game. Yeah. But well, was... I feel like it is unless you're unless you're a professional comedian, it's really hard to, cre- to continue to create good content throughout without just getting hacky. 
Yeah. Um, I once saw City and Color, which I guess you can make fun of me for seeing that because that's like sad kid music. Hmm. But he, uh, during one song, requested everyone put their phone away because he says, I, I don't want you to spend so much time trying to remember that remember uh, by taking a video that you forget to experience it while it's happening. Like, yeah, yeah I that's feel fair. Like, I feel like when, if you're live tweeting something, that's exactly what you're doing. You're you're paying so much attention to remember it by live tweeting it that you're forgetting to experience it. Sure. And I think the best way to live tweet if you're going to do that is do watch something you don't really give a shit about. Like just admit that you care more about the tweeting and the creating content and getting followers from that and that you don't give a shit about the thing. Like if I live tweeted the Golden Globes, I wouldn't feel like I missed a fucking thing <laughs> because I don't care about the Golden Globes. Right. Yeah. Like, but it'd be fun. It'd be fun to tweet and be a smart ass for a while. Yeah. You know how uh, narcissistic I am when we started talking about Twitter. I started pulling up my own uh, Twitter account. Huh. And, and then I'm like still just over here trying to decide which one of your podcast episodes I want to listen to. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, like, I'm looking for my snark, my snarkiest tweets, and I'm just I'm gonna laugh to myself over here. I went with episode going? seven with Spencer because he was my new hero ever since I watched him try to break the world record with Arnold taking a selfie of it. Oh yeah, now, Spencer's a fucking savage, man. That is a large, strong redneck. I had a I had a picture of Arnold taking a selfie of Spencer. I remember that. Yep. Yep. That was a good time. No, that that was an extremely cool day, man. That was uh, fuck yeah, it was and. I'm just some asshole that ate too many CBD gummies and was trying to stay awake in the stands. <laughs> nice. I just saw somebody posted a picture. Um, so I forget who on my feed, but I think it's local. Uh, a cafe. Add CBD oil to your latte plus four dollars. Four dollars. <sighs> CBD oil. Well, he is in Brooklyn. In your four dollars. Isn't that crazy? I mean, Jesus. I guess if you really want to, you got we should talk about the the milligram and how much they're putting in there. Yeah, that's a great point. Oh, I'm sh- I'm sure they're not ripping you off at all. Well, even 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 if it is, what is a one thousand milligram per bottle, and it's one full milligram, that's a hundred dollar bottle, and you get thirty. Yeah, they're yeah. Even even if it's the strongest dosage, they're still fucking you two is from Sunday. By putting grass well, water yeah. in your in your coffee, and I use the shit. <laughs> yeah, doesn't mean it tastes good. It doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it may do some stuff, but I don't like it. Oh God, no! I'm trying to. I'm, I'm taking the oil now, but I was. Ta- I tried gummies before for sleep, and I don't know. Anything? They're working. Um, I. It's hard to say. Like I fucked my shoulder up benching not that long ago, and I feel like I recovered pretty quickly. Like last Thursday. I could not physically lift my own left arm. I had to use my other hand to do it. It hurt so bad. And um, we played a show Friday night, and I was fine. And like, there's mm. no way I would have made, wouldn't have been able to swing a drumstick otherwise. This shit's like a mad, uh, like a miracle drug. It really is. But I also like stretched and and I have like um, cream. It's like Ben Gay, but with CBD in it that I, I used too. Um, I just tried to find like wherever I twinged whatever muscle and and work that fucker out, but. I think it helps, but I don't think it's, it's like a cure-all. Like, I think some people are like, well, I'm going to take CBD, and I'm never going to ever have to stretch again, and I'm never have to do anything, and everything's right. just going to be great. Like, it just, I think it just makes it easier for your body to recover. You know, and for all the hippy-dippy fitness shit that I'm into, I've actually not dabbled in a CBD oil at all. I was going to ask not. if you had or not. It, I mean, it's, no, I haven't. It's an expensive trial run. Because I mean, the cheapest yeah. is like fifty bucks for a month's worth. And so, so, does it work if you take it regularly, or is it is it like where you can pop one or two and it's your first time and it's going to kick in, or is it more of a, a slow burn kind of thing? I think it depends. 
depends on what you want to use it for. Mm. So originally I got the, the CBD gummies, which were made for anxiety and sleep. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking of trying. Yeah, so I think you have to get like a higher concentration. Now I'm taking oil more for like the inflammation and the, the muscle benefits. Okay. Um, God forbid I could use that everywhere. Do they have a variety of it that's optimized for fighting middle schoolers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it tastes like uh, sweet tarts. Yeah. Okay. Just a yeah, you know, curiosity. I mean, not for me, but you know, if somebody had an ask on, for a ongoing grudge. <laughs> yeah, if somebody had an ongoing problem with a bunch of middle schoolers that were being a dick to them, um, <laughs> what the you fuck? Know, two blocks, two blocks from my house. Then, like, I'm wondering if there'd be a CBD oil so that made me better. Now at I'm, I'm wondering. Then, if then you, I'm better. At, I mean, it's it's Halloween time. You got pumpkins on front that keep getting smashed. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm starting to think that this is this is a real story. Like something <laughs> real is happening with some middle schoolers and you. Well, let me stop you right there, Matt Stein. Don't ever think that about anything I ever say. <laughs> so all those nice things you said about how we were friends was just a farce. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's complicated, man. So it makes more sense um, now why it takes you four days to respond when I text you. That's true. I am pretty much the damn worst. No, I see that kind of stuff. You're a busy guy. Uh, You assume that, but you also need to assume that I am the worst when it comes to replying because I have the like looking at it as like, okay, I got that in my mind. I'll deal with that in just a minute. And then just a minute turns into four days. 37 (laughs) things happen. Yes. So so you have children and that, and you co run a business. You have things that it makes sense that sometimes it slips your mind. Like I have a buddy who has no kids. He's the program (laughs) director for a a radio station, and it will take him weeks to respond. Like, he doesn't have a reason. Like, something didn't just pop up, and he's like, well, I have to deal with this. And then all of a sudden, it's four days later. Like, he looks at it and just ignores it. Yes, that is. I have have friends very much on the same space. I'm like, what what is it that's pulling you away and distracting you for an entire evening? Like, I know what you do, man. Yeah. Like, I've witnessed it in person. Yeah. It's it's not it's not stress inducing. Yeah, just, my, our our, uh, our bass player Ken, very very good friend of mine, but he's single and has a cat. Doesn't hmm. like leave his house much. He's a he's a self body. He's a home. He's a self diagnosed homebody. We let's put it that way. And it's like hmm, if I text serious. that guy and I don't get a response in five minutes, I assume he's died. <laughs> right. So it's like we may have to go that's, over there for a welfare check. Uh, with, with Matt, with Matt Vincent, that's kind of the way he's like a super responder. I don't know if you ever noticed that with him. He's like a super responder. He responds and, uh, if so he doesn't quickly. Re- yeah, so, like the second you send it, like there's like the three dots, like, yeah. and then he's typing. Like if he doesn't respond at least something quickly, I'm like, well, fuck, what's wrong? <laughs> like I'm like a worried mommy. I'm like, oh, he's not responding to me. Yeah, I've noticed that, and and he, we even him and I even talked about it. He said he it's the sales guy in him. You know, it's just you always got to yeah. be on top of your game. And, um, yeah, that, that was one thing that always impressed me. And I had talked to uh, a, a friend of mine that actually, like, introduced me to your your brand. Yeah. So when Matt and I started talking, I'm like, it's so weird. Like, he responds so quickly all the time, and he has so much uh, shit going on. Like, it just it blows my fucking mind. Right. But, you know, at the same time, like, it, it's kind of funny because um, you know, we talk about it as a, as a very positive quality. But I've spent a lot – obviously spent a lot of time with Matt. And He's staring at his that whole drive to do that is also a source of stress. Mm-hmm. Like it's also like, um, 
there are times when it probably he would be better off. He and he knows is like, that's not important. And that can wait. That email can wait. Like, it's not a big deal. But like he like the ticking clock in his head makes him feel so stressed that he has to do it. And it breaks him out of the moment what he's doing and all that stuff. So yeah. it's like a, it's like a double edged sword, the connectivity thing. And like I'm, I'm like every other person of this generation now, like that didn't grow up with it, but now has it. Where I'm trying to figure out the balance between like how connected can I be? I've I've recently gotten pretty good at taking like hours at a time to put the fucking phone away and not do anything like uh, it's, the new and i know hard. You, i know you don't have an iphone but the new iphone update has it tells you how much time you look at your phone every day oh jesus and it's fucking terrifying but at first i was like oh my god it's so bad but then i thought about it and it's like if my phone screen is on and i'm using it as a gps it counts that's true so shortly yeah. after i updated so it not- i like Drove. It's not like you're, yeah. It's not like you're browsing Reddit and that. No, time. no, and it'll tell you. It'll say like you spent this much time on Facebook, and it's like you can set like limits and shit, which is kind of nice. But yeah, Twitter, Twitter is my number one by far. Like when I look at it, it's it's like seventy percent of my screen time is Twitter. The rest is like texting, and then it's just. Wow, uh, it's all in, it's Instagram for me, man. That's where we primarily. Uh, that's our workspace. Which, for, yeah, it makes yeah. sense for you. Yeah, mine's yeah. usually just text. Twitter's, Twitter's been taking an uptake for me lately because I've had a lot more smart ass things to say. Pretty much, I just treat, twi- treat Twitter as like a joke repository. It's like, I said a funny thing one time. I'm going to write it down on Twitter <laughs> so I can prove to my kids in 10 years that I said something funny. I kind of like, I, I, I personally am starting to like Instagram more because it's like, I don't have to follow. Like, someone, someone can follow me. I don't have to follow them back. Yes. There isn't like that, that like need to feel like you're connected with someone. Like, I try and keep yeah. Facebook only to, like, friends or, like, people that I personally know. And that fucking spun out of control because everyone and their mother who saw I play in a band that's from a band in Wisconsin is like, I'm going to be friends with that guy. And I can't yep. not friend them because if I don't, then they're going to be like, that That dude's a dick. Like we There's, don't. like, a social consequence to it. Yeah, it's, no, I know exactly what you mean. Like, I, I got to the point a couple of years ago um, where I don't use Facebook for anything other than work now. Um, it, it just got to the point where it just it overwhelmed me, and it was uh, lo and behold, it was right in the middle of the 2016 election season or whatever. I was like, you know, that's good. I'm good. I'm yeah. just gonna pass. I don't like <laughs> that you can't manage a page without a personal Facebook page. Yeah, I think that's bullshit too. Like, yeah. if I if I could not have the personal Facebook page and just do all my brands and stuff and the podcasts, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. My Low wife tried to get rid of it, but she couldn't do the animal stuff without it. And I'm like, well, I can't get rid of it because no one's gonna do our band shit then, and you know, these fucking gold records aren't gonna write and produce themselves. Right. I mean, yeah. If you want to be wearing gold plated diapers, <laughs> wait. You're not supposed to know that I poop myself. <laughs> you send me literally a text every day at 6 p.m. saying, "Hey, Mike, I did it again. Whoopsies." Like I don't understand how I'm not supposed to know. Yeah, fucking. I guess maybe I didn't understand the nature of the relationship with the pooping the pants thing. Send Mike Beach a text at 6 p.m. tomorrow about pooping the pants. <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> I but did it again. Whoopsies. Oh damn it. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> I think it, tra- it may have actually already sent that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just wanted a reminder to text you tomorrow at 6 p.m. to tell you that I shit my pants. <laughs> No, no, it looks like it didn't send. Um, Beatmaster said that we should get a a diaper sponsor. Funny thing, my wife works for a company that makes Depends. So if she's going to listen to this one, please hook up the Depends sponsor. Yeah, I mean, I'll take any kind of sponsor. That's fine. I'm I'm trying to get a beer sponsor for this. 
Be good, man. Well, I you got drinking right now. Yeah, I made drinking some, right now. Yeah, I made some friends at uh, Drecker Brewing in uh, Fargo, North Dakota. Nice. And all their oh, cans wow. are super fucking metal. So this beer's called Thor is my co-pilot. Love it. Um, <laughs> Thor is my co-pilot. That's good. This is numbered. I actually had one. Uh, How do they not have one called Ragna Hops? Um, shit. I have another one that's something similar, but. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell him right now. I had a, I had a beer called Leather first, and I was gonna make a comment about being a leather daddy. Um, nice. Their their IPA is called Ectogasm, and their double is called Multiple Ectogasms. Yeah, because there's more than one. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Dick. Oh, Jack, what was your idea? Uh, ra- Ragna hops. Yeah. All right. Quality podcasting here. I'm just. Uh, Giving you just the worst puns, or they could do a rag. Just call it Ragnarok, but make it like um, a copy of the Rolling Rock style label. <laughs> there might be a cease and desist involved there. Yeah, but I mean, you get you'll get a you'll get a few case equivalents out before that's a problem. <laughs> that's a really good point. There's a um, a brewery in Pennsylvania, I think, called the Answer. They did like a full line of glassware that's all like Nintendo stuff. So. And the shit sells for a mint. It's I have a glass set. Yeah. And it's the two guys from Double Dragon doing like the jump kicks, and they're <laughs> yeah. they're kicking the the uh, bobos or whatever their names were. Yeah. But instead of their big ass head, it's a big hop. <laughs> yeah. And then there's one of Link, and instead of holding a triforce, he's holding a hop. Um, nice. The one that I really want is Mike Tyson's Punch Out. You can get Glass Joe or Mike Tyson, and instead of spit, it's hops coming out of their mouth. <laughs> But the cheapest I've seen them is like $80 a glass. I imagine those are only going to get more pricey. <sighs> Which is so stupid. It's like just something to drink your beer out of. But it, it's a collector's item, man. It it's really like, is. Uh, it's, like, it's like Beanie Babies. It's only going to go up in value. <laughs> <laughs> I almost started looking up Beanie Baby prices because I think I might still have some. <laughs> nice. They've reemerged as Beanie Boos now. This is the thing. All the little Wait. kids are into Beanie Boos now. Beanie. They're these like little uh, stuffy things. They're like this big, but they have big giant eyes. And the yeah. same company. It's Thai, man. Ah. It's the same company. <laughs> yeah. Frightening, right? Yeah. Do you know what probably happened is someone had a Beanie Baby and did too much acid, and then this is where a Beanie Boo came from. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do it like this, man. <laughs> they need to see into you. Okay. All right. All right, Winston, fucking calm down. I'm, fucking, I'm looking at this big-ass unicorn that's a bunch of colors, and its eyes are just all fucking big. Yeah, it's, it's fucking anime as shit, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anime is like the, the hotness right now, I think. I, I, I Yeah, I'd imagine it is. These things big guys, expensive. Big guys are in right now. Did you see the trailer for that uh, for the new Robert Rodriguez film? Uh, battle Alita Battle Angel and John, uh, James. Oh Cameron. yeah, I did see that, and she's like a robot, right? And she's got like yeah. big giant eyes. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they like they're trying to make her look mostly human, except for the eyes. So oh, it's very yeah. like a live action. Yeah. yeah, so it's weird. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I I'll give the movie a shot. Uh, I might get really into it, or I could see it just taking me out the whole time because it's so fucking weird. And did uh, Did you see they're making another Robin Hood? What with oh, Jamie Fox? Um. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. Is Jamie Foxx playing Robin Hood? No. Jamie, uh, let's see here. Is he playing as the more? The Morgan Freeman character? The, the Dave Chappelle from Men in Tights? 2018. <laughs> um, oh, it doesn't have a. Jamie Foxx is Little John. Oh. So okay. keep in mind, once again, trailer before Halloween, 
we watched the entire fucking trailer and I just thought it was a thief movie. <laughs> and at the end, he said, like, you're no longer Robin Men, you're Robin Hood. Oh, boy. And <laughs> that's, yeah. That's rough. Yeah. There's just too many Robin Hood movies. There, there was one that cost like $200 million that was out like a, a few years ago with Russell uh, Crowe, right? Russell Crowe, yeah. That, who, who's going to remember that movie? Yeah, I remember I it, it existed until right now because it was terrible. Is why I remember it. I remember being so bad. Is why it stuck out. Yeah. There should be one one per generation, like one every twenty years. Every generation gets their Robin Hood. Yeah, like I, I feel like we. I grew up in a blessed time because we had Kevin Costner as Robin Hood. Just, I mean, what a masterpiece, right? Um, <laughs> but then in that same era, we got Robin Hood Men in Tights with Carrie Elwes, who, in my mind, I'm sorry, Carrie, Carrie Elwes is my Robin Hood. He, he's, he's, he's the, uh, well, who was the guy who played Robin Hood in the 30s? Uh, Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn. He's the modern day Errol Flynn. Carrie Elwes. Like uh, that's my Robin Hood. I'm sorry. That's uh, I'm uh, if there's a hill to die on, that's mine right there. It always blew my mind that he came back and was in Saw, and yeah. was very good in Saw. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god, I forgot that. Yeah, he's a uh, good actor, man. He's, I like him a lot. He's yeah. He was the stepdad in Liar Liar. He played just <laughs> yeah. an American doofus. Yeah. Oh, fucking I mean, obviously, Princess Bride, which I'm about to. We're about to show to our nine year old. We're about to introduce him. Oh, nice, nice. That, which, Why did you wait so long? Uh, no, that's a good age. Um, I don't know, man. Um, there is a curse word and some themes in it, but okay. he gets it. Like he's fine now. I, like I don't. Uh, I obviously do not have children, and I'm still pretty much a child myself. So no, I wasn't right. questioning your parenting. I was just curious. No, no, he's yeah, he's. But we we've talked about it since he was like seven or eight years old. But like it just it's one of those things. Like all of a sudden, two years happened. But uh, we've we're we're starting to put together this sort of like list of like movies from our generation that they need to see. Nice. And uh, we're starting to get into that, and that's one of them. I think the Back to the Future trilogy is a really important one. I yeah. think uh, that's well, you can like, you can stop after two. Yeah, it's true. You really could, honestly. You get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, like Princess Bride is obviously on there. Here's what I'd be interested in. Let's make it topical. Uh, what horror movies should from our generation? Which you know, I, I assume we're all in the same neighborhood. Like, yeah. what should what should be on that list to show to your kids as they get all to handle the intensity of it? Okay, so my my first question was going to be: Is what age are you planning on doing this? Like, does it need to be age appropriate, or you we Let's say ten? Let's round number ten years old. Uh, see, I, I'm I'm biased because I grew up. Uh, uh, God bless my parents. Uh, they they did a lot of good stuff, but. Vito Pacone was busy traveling the world, right? He watched everything. You know, I was completely desensitized. Like R-rated, I had R-rated movies for my diet at the age of five. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough. I don't recommend doing that. I I came out fine, but still. But that was that was a different time, man. I watched a lot of R-rated movies when I was ten years old. Yeah, yeah. Like with parents and stuff. Like I watched the fucking last Boy Scout when I was like (laughs) eleven. Think about that. That's that explains a lot, but. So yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm gonna go with the original Halloween. It's 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 simple. Yeah. It's simple enough where uh, you can follow the plot. You know what you you kind of get what's going on, and and you can yeah. it's a, more of a tone film. It's more about mood and setting and tension. I think that might be better than uh, all in your face, intense Suspiria kind of thing. Yeah, and I think I would I would actually not put um, uh, Friday the Thirteenth on that list because the first one was kind of like weird and esoteric and the first one's yeah, not like, good like i I, it, I i often forget that the first one exists and just go straight to two where jason started killing right yeah yeah that's a good point because it's not like it's a completely different movie like it's almost like 
it's like a prequel that just happened in the right order. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah um, but it, like, I don't think a kid would get into that or get like uh, there. There's no hook for the like a younger mind in that movie. I, w- I uh, would say Nightmare on Elm Street, but then I really think your kid's gonna have a problem sleeping. No, I, I say yes. I say yes to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I think that's part of the. I, I mean, think I think it's a great movie, movie like, but I think at age ten. Um, the fact that, you know, getting in his brain that like, well, I go to sleep and this guy shows up, but, but, but it being fuck what? 30, almost 40 years after not gonna look real convincing. came out. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. now I, I, and I don't know if you, if I ever told you the story, but I, when I first saw the first Hellraiser, it scared me so fucking badly that I buried Hellraiser's the VHS tape at the bottom of the garbage can <laughs> and it wasn't even my movie. <laughs> I'm trying to think of movies. I, I'm trying to think of movies I really responded to when I was ten. I'm gonna throw this out out there. I, I, just brainstorming here. Uh, the original Night of the Living Dead. Huh. You know what? I would say yes because I think it's just cheesy it's, enough. Exactly, and it's like it, it's coming from a time where it was pretty racy for 1968. Yeah. No, that's a good call. Game now, but it's kind of it's still racy for a ten year old. It's just enough. Yeah, I'm I'm into that pick actually. I like yeah. that because yeah, like it gets it it introduces you to the idea of zombies, and not a lot of that lore and that fiction has changed. Because yeah. a lot of kids when they're ten, eleven years old are going to be used to the zombie fiction, like that universe and how that the mechanics of that universe work. And this introduces those, so it'll be familiar, but it'll also be like that's clearly a fucking fat dude with a like a makeup <laughs> thing on his face. Like that's not. Like, yeah, like this, this isn't like, uh, you know, no, I, I'm totally into that pick. I think you to work your way up. Then when they're a little older, 13, 14, maybe 28 days later. Yeah. That one, I, I'd say later, like teenage years, 28 days later, because that's the intensity level of Don't that. Don't forget the prequel, 28 yeah. days starring Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't somebody do a mashup of that or did something like that on YouTube where they, I think they created, like they made, like they, they created like a mood and music around like 28 days or something like that and made it look like the prequel it was, i'd have to look that up because i remember I've, the internet's done everything i i get it but <laughs> um god i'm trying to remember what else um i mean this is our generation but uh the new it might be a good movie for a 10 year old because they're 10 the original it yeah. too the original it might not be bad though i man. like the original it a lot i think i saw that around that age yeah, it's so corny. Yeah, though. my mom was a huge Stephen King fan, still is. So the, I grew up like Tommyknockers, It, Langoliers. Yep. Um, yeah. I didn't see The Stand till I was older, but that's probably because it's six hours Stand long. The Stand <laughs> is what coming in, and then Tommyknockers, Langoliers. Yeah. The, uh, the, the Stephen Weber version of The Shining. What if we did one of the greatest movies of all time, but again with the guy from Wings? <laughs> <laughs> i never saw it and i'm not i'm not, I'm not uh, sorry basically it's because uh it was it was directed by mick garris who's a friend of stephen king he did the stand he did uh sometimes they come back i think but anyway stephen king notoriously hates the shining because kubrick changed the script so much so yeah. he, he was like i want to do another shining uh i'm going to produce it i want my guy directing it and it's going to be very faithful to the book so that's all it is. It's just it's it's a more faithful version. It's not as good. The Shining's a fucking close. Shining might be good for your ten year old. Yeah, yeah, little much. It's, it's pretty- yeah, maybe. But again, like you got to remember, like the total Im- gore imagery in that movie is not bad. It's just the psychological part of it. The well, there's film, the weird naked old lady in the tub. Just that there's that. Still, it's only yeah. for well, my my kids are used to that. That's fine. <laughs> how many weird naked old ladies do you have over in a tub? Maybe you shouldn't like, answer that. Like currently, <laughs> or do you want like an average? You want to mean seven naked ladies in the tub right now? 
I mean, we're we're between one and six. That's all I want to give you. <laughs> There's identities because if people hear this, they'll figure when it was recorded, and then they'll know who was where. Like, I, I can't give you specifics on that. <laughs> all right. Um, obviously, I think you need to show every ten year old kid Event Horizon. I think that's a <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's right up there, Ali. You know what's really fucked up? Um, I've never seen it. Really? And I've never I, seen I, it well. because someone who is currently on this podcast said they wanted to do it. Two plus years ago, when I first met them, I wanted to do it. Yeah, you and Dan wanted to do it. And we've just never oh, done it. Dude, saw- we got to fucking do that one. I would come back for Event Horizon, man. That, that's a good movie. All right, saw- can, can we kick Dan out and, and replace Dan with Beach and do Event Horizon next time we get together? I think, I think you should kick me out and have Dan do it. I think he's the one that really digs it. But Dan's decided to have a fuck trophy and is too busy for us. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, he's getting, got skip- podcasting. Well, the Beach's kids are older too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. His kids existed before I knew Beach. Dan, I could just put my, him. we could just put my kids on the podcast to do the Event Horizon one. Sure. <laughs> yeah, make them watch it. I like when his tongue shot through the guy's head. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, honey. Mike, I got a question for you. Uh, once your kid, especially uh, uh, your oldest, when they get a little bit older, would you ever consider? Uh, exploiting their cuteness, and I'm, I'm assuming you're raising them, and they're they're probably pretty uh, well-rounded, smart kids like you are. So, like, would you consider me uh, being one of those parents that's like, here's my kid's reaction to seeing uh, to seeing The Shining, and it could actually be really <gasps> that's interesting. Content, awesome, but you also have to ask yourself, you know, is uh, is this good for the kid? He's, you know, I don't know. What, right. what, no, no, that's a that's a valid question. Um, in general, um. I would say I'm middle of the road on that kind of stuff. I'm not a hardliner either way. Um, in general, my approach is I try not to put them in front of the camera um, in any sort of, and I know if you're meaning when you say exploiting, I know you're not saying it in a negative, in a no, negative no, way, just like yeah, using. No. Okay. Like um, I, I don't, I don't like to put them in front of a camera or microphone to exploit the fact that they're kids and oh my god it's so weird and different that they're kids like i i like their personalities to show okay yeah yeah um i i like them if they want to be on camera or microphone which the older two sometimes do um i want them it's because i they're they're like a person so um you know i'm just treating them like a smaller person it's not a gimmick it's not a gimmick it's not a gimmick that's a good way to put it that's a better way to put it yeah like i'm not you i don't like using them as a gimmick because that makes me feel cheap that would make me feel dirty like i don't i i I respect my kids. I like my kids. So I, I wouldn't want to do that to them because they, they've got to live with that too. That's yeah. going to be on the internet and that could be around forever. They, they got to live with that and they got to be happy with it. So I'd rather be themselves. But That's a good if, take. you know, I would say this though, my son, like, you know, he's nine and he's talking about like wanting to do like a game streaming channel and stuff like that because the, the poor kid, I feel bad. Like we're like these old school annoying parents that are like, they only play video games on the weekend and like, they don't have Something that much exposure. I don't feel there is either. Like I, I know I get some. There's going to be friction with him as he gets older, and his well, friends. He's got friends who can play all the time. But our, you know, uh, they want our singer's son. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but our singer's son right. is 15. So he's at that age. Yeah. So I see, and and I hear stuff from Nate all the time about how like his son reacts to certain situations and like his grades slip, so he took shit away, and the kid, you know, he was a very 15 year old boy about it, but. You know? uh-huh. So, and he he's the same way. He says like, once you do very what very little I ask of you, you can fucking play video games all you want. Just <laughs> sure. do what you're asked first. And and so I, I as someone without a, a parent, this or someone without children, this probably has no weight in your your world. But I think what I think what you're doing is great. 
and someday, yeah, and it, someday he will understand. And it seems like it. common sense, right? It yeah. just feels like common sense. Like, and I've seen, I've seen the consequences of kids that are allowed to play whenever they want to. Yeah. Um, I've been, I've been alive long enough to know those kids as adults and I've seen them now when, you know, I, I know their parents and all that kind of stuff. And it's just not for me, man. Uh, but you know, he and his buddies, they talk about, they want to do like a YouTube streaming channel. They want to like stream themselves playing Fortnite, like every fucking nine year old on the planet wants to right now. And, Jack and uh, with player unknown. Oh God. And, uh, they, uh, so I encourage that. I don't, I, I, but I drag it out like because I'm not like saying like, okay, let me set up the camera for you and get your yeah, Twitch channel. Yeah. It's like yeah. you figure out how you're going to do it. Like you tell me, come every day and come with a new, because I know it's probably flight of fancy that they're not going to fall through on. I get it. And, but if I also am accepting the fact because I live in this weird world now at almost 40 years old, where like I'm literally talking on the internet to talk about brands that I own in the hopes that other people will do it. Like, I know this is the new reality. So there's a potential that the kids could make money this way, or they could make a name this way. They could do it. Do you have hate like, shorts on too? Yeah. Jesus I'm, Christ. I'm kitted out, man. Like I, this I made, I made sure not to wear one of your shirts. Assuming you have one. On. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't realize. I, do you have socks on too? Uh, no, I don't. Right. Sorry, man. No, 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 no. But, uh, <laughs> but I, uh, so one sock back on topic. I also don't think your son understands how terrible the internet uh, is of a place. No. By knowing that you put yourself out there, that people can say whatever they want. And I don't know mm -hmm. how much hate you and Matt, uh, for lack of a better term. I, I get you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know how shitty people have been to you guys. I feel like Dude, you have refre refreshingly little. Refreshingly exactly. little. And, and, and granted, we don't, we have a much smaller fan base than you, but. We've still had people say some pretty mean and like rough shit to us. And it's like right. Dude, all we're doing is we're being nine. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I don't think, I don't. I think that's a good thing to keep him away from for now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But uh, like you know, more to, like to Jack's point about you know letting him do that. It's like I'm going to encourage it and be like, okay, here's the realistic steps. Here's the kind of camera you need. Here's the kind of microphones you need. Here's the setup. Learn how to set the account up. Learn how to do that. Show me all that stuff. And then we're going to get down the road. We're probably going to be at least a couple of years later. And maybe we'll understand, understand some stuff, whether I can say yes or no. But I'm never, I don't want to just shut off and say like, no, that's all evil. The internet's shitty. It's full of terrible people. Like it is, it is evil and full of terrible people, but it's also the new reality that we're living in. Yeah. So I don't yeah. want them to be hamstrung from that. But I do. There, a lot can be solved by being, by acquiescing with kids, and instead of making it a yes or no, turn it into an information gathering and turn it into a, a, like a learning experience with a kid. Like it, especially when it's to do with anything to do with media. Instead, like have them start asking questions and ask them questions instead of be like, you know, instead of just saying like, why would you want to go on Twitch and stream a video game? Ask like, why do you want to do that? What do you think is going to happen? And then that starts a conversation. And lo and behold, you're fucking talking to your kids, which is what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> that's great. No, that's that sounds. That's a great react. That's a great answer. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't always see it as exploitative, but obviously we know there are people out there that are doing that. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, God, that's I true. completely <laughs> forgot how you got to that point, and then you brought it full circle. Wow. Well, yeah. I am a podcast host. I have to do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's a really good point. I like, yeah, I just drank. Speaking, uh, speaking of podcasts, <laughs> I, got some, uh, I got some good news I found out uh, today. Um, You're having a baby? No, I Congrats, wouldn't. Jack. Oh, man, what you I'll actually considering the people I've been sleeping with lately. Uh, hope, hopefully not. Uh, Ooh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love your life so much, but that's because I live in <laughs> rural Wisconsin. 
Um, but anyway, uh, no, the Guardian, the the British newspaper, just uh, did a list of a roundup of uh, podcasts to check out, and we got name checked. I really was. I was really hoping that you were going to say you were actually going to start putting fucking episodes out again. I don't give a shit. If some British newspaper likes you. That's one of the big ones in UK. I can't. Rem- I can't remember which one are the like legit journalism and which ones just show nudes of the royals. But I think it's uh, one of the good ones. Well, that's good though. I mean, that's cool, man. Yeah, now you should put up more episodes. Yeah, if it gets me ten more listeners. I'll be happy. Nah, don't do more episodes. That'd be dumb. <laughs> that's true. Capitalize on a new audience. Yeah. That's- Actually, was, I was going to edit because uh, we do have we have four episodes in the bank. Nice. Um, uh, I just I don't I told Dan I don't want to release them until we have at least a few more that way we can just have a nice couple of months you know Game of Thrones style but uh, yeah I was gonna edit them today and and something came up and uh, oh going back to the consistency of release uh, the best thing I found and I stole this from Jack and Dan like ninety percent of everything else I've done on the show we t- I take the summers off like I, I forced Corey to take the summer off just because. It it got to a point where I started to feel like I was structuring my weeks around our podcast mm. and like having to be home at that certain time or whatever. Or like I, I feel like, um, you know, whatever I need to do <laughs> is, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it's a different strokes for different folks. Uh, the weekly schedule was too tough for me and Dan on top of the full-time jobs on top of, uh, you know, him having a kid and, uh, just, uh, you know, if, if, if I had a more laid back life, then I would, exp- you know, or sometimes it depends on the show. I think certain formats work better in for certain ways. I think the formats me and dad have work fine with the season. Yeah. It, it, and it, it got, it got easier when we removed news from the, the structure and it's like, we no longer have to be timely. Every episode is timeless. We could put them out whenever in whatever order, as long as it's it's a new movie or a new horror topic. It doesn't fucking matter, um, and that took a lot of stress out of it because I felt less of a need to like find news as current as I possibly could. Yeah, um, no, exactly. It's it's, it's you know, there's there's just so many factors, and you find what works best. But for right now, this is working best for us, even though. Well, and and I and I know you and I have had discussions about how you guys don't have the numbers you once had, but I think. You like us are, are we're um, established enough that those who are going to come back are going to consistently come back regardless of how long of a break you take. That, but uh, I mean, I'm sure we get some coming back no matter what. But it's still, and it's also, you know, it's it's a when when you're this small, when you have this small of a fan base, I feel like your relationship with your listeners is different than when you're bigger. I think it is a little bit more two way and. Uh, even though we're giving them a ton of free content, unless they're they're supporting us in other ways, uh, we do still owe something on top of that for their loyalty. You know, right. we, we shouldn't be jerking them around. Uh, and I try very hard to, you know, I feel bad that when we don't have new content, but I try to make. I'm reminded uh, to, every month when I see your Patreon money just, leave. Yeah, but the last thing I want to do is be snide about it and be like, uh, leave me. You know, uh, some people would give George R. R. Martin shit for not having a new Thrones book out. Um, yeah, I I get it. I just I and I really try to make it not an issue of respect with my listeners. I like I would never be like you know it'll come when it comes. You know, leave me alone. Like I think that's a horrible attitude, especially when you're 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 more in touch with your fan base because you're smaller, it's a little more intimate. At least that's why I, I try. 
Well, it kind of falls back on that idea. Like if all these people were sitting in a room, would you talk to them that way? You know, like if they if they showed up to a, a you know the same spot in a studio every few weeks to listen to you, if you're like, hey man, I ran out of ideas, don't fucking bother me. Would you say that to them? Right, exactly. No, you would have a normal human relationship. You'd be like, look, man, it's just that things are coming together, but we appreciate you. Like, yeah, right. There's um, <laughs> you, and I'm totally gonna call him out because he was messaging me earlier. Uh, we we got him from you, Mason. Oh yeah, Mason. <laughs> Sutherland Distilling. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, Mason, the guy, the distiller. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear what you said at the end. Not that you were oh, like yeah. shit talking. Wait, Ben Stiller. Ben, yeah, Ben Stiller, Mason. Ben yeah, Stiller. He, so he's also Ben Stiller in addition to being the person. <laughs> yeah. He is. So he he likes to ask me about movies that we've watched, and I know full well that he knows that we haven't. And and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I got to look. And he's like, Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, call you out on it if you didn't. And I'm like, Yeah, but I've I've, I've explained to you a bunch of times that it's like I leave a lot of like next week we're doing The Shining. And I left, I made sure we didn't do The Shining knowing that at some point we would have a guest who wanted to do The Shining. Sure. So there are so many iconic and huge horror movies that I have to ignore knowing that at some point someone's going to want to watch it. So That's smart though. But we, we, yeah, so we were talking about Silent Hill and it's like, I love the movie Silent Hill. I would want to talk about it. But eventually there might be someone who really wants to talk about Silent Hill. So I kind of need because, to leave it. Because most people aren't in as deep as you are. No, so. no. Like I'm black tar heroin and a lot of people are like i'll have some <laughs> shitty marijuana on the weekends <laughs> so who's whose idea was it to watch uh halloween h2o who's Erica. You, you said oh that's right it was hers and yeah. then she bitched on us that's right so so i uh, i watched it today so talk about <laughs> getting in out of the wire i watched it today and it was a super digestible movie man like it's, it's pretty not, bad yeah. Well, okay. We. I'm gonna. I like how I'm you gonna, br- you like started to talk about this because you probably have like kids and stuff to take care of tonight. I was just. I had the screen up and I was oh. thinking about it. Um. So. Um. Now I disagree. I don't think it was that bad. Because now, it. No. No. I just want to. I do want to remind you. I saw the new Halloween last night. I okay. saw. I watched H2O today. Eh. Okay. Yeah. Eh. So the new one was was the new one pretty good. Um. I, I want to see it again. I do not want to see it in the theater again. There, I have some some gripes. Yeah. But overall, like, I didn't dislike it. Okay. The one thing I'll say, which will not spoil anything, is there's some forced comedy that I really wish they would have done without. Ah, uh, okay. That that tends to be a theme. Like, either it's done well or it sticks out like a sore thumb in any kind of movie. That's a lot of people's gripe with the uh, with the new Star Wars, too. Is like, among other things, one of the big gripes is, like, just stop. It doesn't have, Every note doesn't have to end on a joke. Yep. Like, it doesn't have to every time. Like, it's just cheap thrills. So, okay. I, I did not think it was that bad. Now, the reason that I say that is I really was looking at this in context, I guess. Like, I tend to try to do that. Um and then maybe that goes back to like you know, the kind of research that I do for podcasting too. It's like I looked at this like this is a Halloween movie that was happening in the time that Scream and I know what you did last summer were killing. They were killing at the in this time period. So I think you got a lot of borrowed moves. I think they borrowed a lot of moves. I think they borrowed a lot of looks. I think they borrowed a lot of feel from those movies. Like um, the movie was small. And like, even though it's like it has this big history and everything like that, it's really like very, very focused on a small number of characters. Like it's a, you know, if you notice, like it's like, what do you, what do you have? Like, and you have, um, 
you have Kiri and you have her son. Um, you have the, the love interest, the, the guy from the school, you have LL Cool J, and then you have the son's girlfriend, like a couple of other tertiary kills or whatever that happened. Yeah. But like, really, it's super small. Like, and it happens in a geographically really small spot. Like, it's like they play small ball with the movie, which I think Scream did really, really well. Like, yeah. they, you know, they just like, here's your tiny cast. Here's the people that matter. Let's go. <laughs> let's get things introduced so i thought they did that really well and i thought i it, maybe just what i liked about it and you got to remember i'm carrying around a phone watching this but yeah. i thought it was i thought the pace was pretty good and i thought that they were i think the thing that i liked the best is that it while not being like groundbreaking in any way shape or form i think i'll agree on that nothing was groundbreaking about this movie um <laughs> it and it was it wasn't like it's particularly subversive where it didn't like subvert your expectations, but it just it, it was efficient in a not bad way. Uh, it was efficient in that like um, you know we finally get to like this um, this um, coda whatever you want to call it of like this PTSD that uh, that she's going through that Carrie's going through in this or Lori she goes by Lori in this I don't remember like which one is which <laughs> she's had a you know a pseudonym. yeah so. Um, but it's like she goes through this and finally you get to this like crescendo moment where she's like able to be with her new lover and tell her real story and talk about her trauma and everything like that. And then right then we start the action right there. We go like, it's not like she does this big reveal and then it drags and it builds back into Michael's chase. And it's like, Hey, here's the shit that's going on with me and why I'm all fucked up. And then boom, here he comes. It's a super quick in- moving movie, which I really do appreciate yeah, I liked that part of it because I, I don't feel like the story needed to be retold. So I guess I, I liked it, but I'm not going to call it high art. <laughs> you know, there's there's nothing uh, there's nothing. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe it's just a different definition of what's good. But like if I'm going to that movie theater to watch a slasher flick, uh, I think it hits all the notes properly. And does it super efficiently. I think it does it well. Yeah. It's uh, the, even the even the settings are, the, are similar to screams like the 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 forest kind of rural, and there's a school like a university school yeah. or whatever or yeah, yeah. middle class teens and I think it's also a very '90s movie. It's very of its time, not just because Scream uh, pretty much changed horror for five ten years, but or at least the slasher films, but it just it has that late '90s vibe where if you watch movies from '94 '95 on. Uh, they were becoming much more modern. Uh, you know, uh, digital editing was taking over, and uh, there was uh, the, f- the films were cut a little bit quicker and yeah. everything was sharper. Color correction was coming in. There was some basic post Jurassic Park CGI, and they kind of got more self serious. Uh, and up until the Matrix, and then the Matrix obviously blew everything away, and, and sure. now it's a two hundred million dollar movie. But from like ninety four to the Matrix, you have these these bigger budgeted movies that didn't quite exist in the 80s uh you know like like con air um yeah. Air to yeah. airport which was you know there's only there's there there those two movies are closer together in time than con air is to now but you know modern sensibilities are still more 98 than they than 98 was the 78 so i think uh, like even if you have, even if you look at jamie lee curtis she looks like a like a 40 year old woman in the 90s she, she does. looks like yeah you know? Yeah, she looks very matronly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so it's just, I don't know. It, it, it you know it's it, it's almost like the alien resurrection of the genre. Alien resurrection, same thing. It was it was a very well done, well executed movie, but it's it, there's like a ceiling there because it it never like you said it doesn't quite go to high art. It just it's just functional Hollywood '90s. Everything was kind of more action based back then. 
even yeah, that's true. Uh, your political thrillers were more action based. Uh, there is it was a weird time for it was I don't know it was interesting. The, the, the basically the Matrix and then the superhero movies kind of changed blockbuster filmmaking. But back then, for that for that time period, that was when you had R-rated movies like like Lethal Weapon Four and Die Hard with a Vengeance at the top of the box office. Now it's all PG thirteen franchise. Well, I mean, those are franchises too. But it's a, it, those were adult movies. Sure. Those were adult movies. Your kids, you're taking your kids to. Now it's your kids are dragging your, the parents. Come on, we gotta go see Avengers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So Matt, we've uh, we've we've spoken our first piece here. What was what was your beef with it? I just I think it was cheesy looking, but it's cheesy looking now, not necessarily cheesy looking in 1998. Because our sensibilities have gotten more yes. modern. So yeah, but I will I, I will also just interject, and I'll give you that the violence was not particularly compelling or shocking. Like it was no. a little cheesy. The no. kills and the violence were a little cheese ball so i was they were while you guys were talking because the first thing i noticed was that there were eyebrows on the mask so i had to go and look and i didn't realize that there were eyebrows on the mask in some fashion for the majority of the movies i think only one was the, was the only one that didn't have it huh. um hmm. which i thought standard stood out um at least it wasn't a unibrow that could have been <laughs> true distracted. yeah they kept they kept him plucked that's, that's in now but greek michael myers yeah um <laughs> some of the acting was stupid i didn't care for like the love the love portion, you know, the love aspect of Laurie Strode and the teacher. Like, he, he bites it, right? It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's amazing, right? And in, and probably the best death, I'd say, he had because it had the most, like, visceral value to it. Yeah, like, he gets, he gets stabbed and lifted up and the feet do the little yeah. salmon shake. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I feel like that was the, like, for like shot, not shot value, but like I don't know, pound for pound best kill in the film. I think. I and also, for, I think you needed that romance in the movie to to just, uh, really made it all like God, she can't catch a fucking break. Her her boyfriend's dead now. She's got to protect her son at all costs. Yeah, and then it did a little instant movie karma because he just uh, thought he'd killed LL Cool J. Yeah. By the oh, way, LL Cool J. This is one of at least four or five movies where he gets hurt. But survives. He's always getting shot or stabbed. I, yeah, then, he gets it in his contract. He will not be the token black dead guy. He, <laughs> um, what is it? The toys. He gets shot with Robin Williams. Yeah, uh, that's he, a good movie. He gets dragged around by the shark, and he still lives. Uh, that's great. Uh, there's a, a Rennie Harlan movie called Mine Hunters, where uh, it's another. Everybody gets picked off one by one, and he gets picked off. But then after the final girl saves the day, he shows up. He's like, Ah, it's good. It's just my <laughs> flesh wound. Well, that so there were two funny, really, really funny parts in my opinion with LL Cool J. Is when at first when he's kind of first introduced and he's reading his sex novel to his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and he refers to a, a woman's cans as melons, her voluptuous <laughs> yes. melons, which obviously we all know they're called cans. Well, I know I was like I had to <laughs> melons, not say yeah. melons when you know. Uh, please make a podcast of terror t- t-shirt that just says the cans are the melons. What was um, <laughs> Eric actually had a, a shirt idea and it was something about I don't know something dumb I said, but uh, great story, Matt. Jack, did you see yeah, that, that the the one. black the on beach? I think you already saw us because I we both follow him on Instagram. But the black beast has a shirt that says my nuts was hot. Oh, yes, yeah. my balls was hot. My balls was hot. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, on God, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There was like some <laughs> picture of him like eating parmesan chips wherein my balls was hot shirt 
I see if I if I was a if I had money and I was a real producer and I could you know I was making some movies and some TV shows I would go out of my way to sign that guy to a couple to a contract get him supporting in a couple of movies like who is the the guy that was that replaced Mr. T in the uh, A Team uh, uh, Tiny what's his name um. He went by Zeus in the movie, but his name is like Tiny Zeus, Tiny something. Like oh, he, Tiny Lester. He, that, that's the, like Tiny Lester is was Zeus. No holds barred. Um, oh, is that okay? He's a good example too. But wait, you know, wait, this, wait. This, like, I'm not. I'm not saying uh, Beast could carry a movie, but he could be a great second, third lead. Oh yeah, you're talking For about sure. the, the 2010, 18. Yeah, Bradley Cooper, Liam Neeson. Yeah, that was Quentin Jackson. Oh, okay. that was that was Rampage. Okay. Yeah, Rampage. Yeah. So yeah, I just jumped the gun. That's no, that's fine. I wanted to make sure we were talking about the same movie before I corrected anyone. But I could see him in a role yeah. like that, or I could see him in a Tiny Lester yeah, role. I read him. So I like see Tiny him. Lester plays the president in, uh, in Fifth Element. I'd love I to remember that. The president. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I guess I see what you're saying, Matt. Like, yeah. it's... I also, uh, I thought, it, jo- I forgot Josh Hartnett was in this movie, and this is apparently the second oh, movie God, he's, he's, he's starred in, but he's so fucking terrible of an actor. He's bad. Yeah. He is 100% bad. And like, he's just one of those people's like, I don't think he makes movies anymore. And I don't think anybody minds. Like, he had <laughs> he, this like heartthrob moment in the 90s. So he, he does. He, I didn't realize he's almost 40. He has yeah. a dirty mustache and he looks like he might be homeless. Age 20. Yeah. Remember, H2O was 20 years ago. We're yeah. up to h 4 and, and that's another thing that I thought was kind of interesting is like the new Halloween they talk about because it's 40 years. Yeah. You know, should be. I can't wait for age sixty. I can't wait for the one in twenty years where uh, age sixty. Yeah, where Jamie Lee Curtis is fighting him in the retirement home. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I'll tell you what. They're going downhill. She doesn't look bad. Nah, she's no, she doesn't. She takes care of herself, man. I I really enjoy Uh, her eyes. Oh yeah, everybody. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was before they had the uh, before they had the don't ask, don't tell policy in the army. I think. They just use that as a test. They played that movie. Do it do some. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, the love interest between uh um Jamie Lee Curtis character and the and the other uh, the school guy, whatever. Yeah, Adam Mark. Um oh, yeah. I, I didn't mind that. Um I think they're and this could just be that I'm not as familiar with like, you know, slasher movie tropes, but like I honestly feel like the entire character arc of the son and his girlfriend was kind of a throwaway and you could almost make the case now like when i say it out loud that the entire arc of her son being 17 and sassy and not liking her is a throwaway yeah it almost didn't matter at all it was and like cliche yeah and like the adding of michelle williams um as you know she's the daughter of a beach boy isn't she um i don't know why i thought that just now i think she I'm is looking uh, um, but she, you know, the addition of her and the love interest thing, it just created like it, that all of that got us like maybe three minutes of screen chase time for another chase between that and the final act. And I just, I felt like that was like a, a total waste. It, it didn't distract enough. Um, but again, like the whole movie's so economical, the yeah. whole movie is so it paced so fast and so economically that it's like, ah, I can't get that mad about it. I didn't get that invested in them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to waste that much of your time. 
Yeah, and it's like if if I'd have really gotten an attachment to these characters, and then they got taken out in a disappointing way, I'd be like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> so, Matt, let me ask you though, um, since you're definitely more the aficionado, and part of this I think is studying the monsters or the villains. Um, what did you think of the treatment of Michael in this movie? Like how he presented, like compared to other presentations of him that you've seen. What did they do right? What did they do wrong? Um, besides the eyebrows, I'm I'm actually like trying to like, there was nothing that he specifically did that I was like, well, that's stupid. He -hmm. tilted his head and I thought that was kind of dumb because I think a lot of what they do with Michael Myers and and they do this with Jason too, is they kind of make him out to be like a dumb dog in a lot of situations. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now once again, everything I think of, I, I, I'm, like when you you talked about Michelle Williams and I looked at her and I'm like she wasn't in the movie and then I had to remember that I was thinking of the new one not the one I just watched. Oh, that's right, yeah. Which I, um, I did it to myself. I really did it to myself. I'm not like blaming anyone. Um, I just published an article, by the way. It's it, I think it was on Friday, uh, I, where I outlined the five timelines of Halloween to help people ugh. keep keep it all on track. They they point out specifically that yeah. Laurie is not his sister in the new one. Yeah. So the new one is only a sequel to the original. Yeah. This one, H2O, is a sequel to the first two. No. So Halloween 2 is canon. Oh, yeah. So it's it's Halloween 1 and 2 and then this. So it gets rid of 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. So I have a whole article. The (sighs) 1, 2, 4, 5, and 6 is one timeline. 1, 2, this, and Resurrection with uh, uh, Busta Rhymes is a yep. second timeline, and then the third timeline is this and the new one. I mean, the, the the new one and the original, and that's it. Hmm. And then there's a season of the witch, and then there's the zombie reboots. So you got five timelines total. Laurie Strode, the character, has died twice, or maybe she dies a third time. Don't tell me. I haven't seen the new one. Um, yeah, I'm not. But no, I'm not. Died, she she died in this universe. She dies in the direct sequel to H2O, and she died in uh, Halloween Four off camera in a car accident. So her character has died twice. The the doc Doc Loomis has died twice. Yep. Huh. It's it's That's... funny how they just keep rebooting, but they decide when they reboot, like, all right, this time this movie will be canon. It's almost as right. bad as Terminator at this point. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I think all of those technically are still in one <laughs> umbrella time. We're gonna make Halloween Seven, which didn't see Michael Myers farted. Now he's got a baby. <laughs> God. But it's cool because it's canon because he farted off screen. I'd watch it. I, totally I think the dumb dog it. thing is is just is a cheap way for these filmmakers. Like, uh, I'm sure there's better ways to do it where they you 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 have to have them emote a little bit and you can't because they don't. There's no facial. They don't do anything. Yeah. So um, posture, but the, you're you're right. The neck tilt is very is very like yeah. Because I do that to my dogs. I'm like, it really stuck doing? out. It really yeah. It really stuck out. And I agree that I think it's a cheap move that gets used a lot of times. Um, and because of, yeah. You want them to, you want them to, even for a moment, relate to the monster, right? That's that's one of the tricks. That's one of the, the the bag of tricks. You want them to relate to the monster, so it creates more conflict. But it just totally came out of nowhere. And I'm of the I'm of the school of thought that in these kind of movies, and as more of a fan than like a student, obviously. But I think the act of killing or like the whatever their the monster's crime is 
is where you can show their personality. It's weird, right? Like you think like that's what just makes them the bad guy. But I think like that's where you're getting the most up close and personal. And that's where you're getting the biggest change in pace. And that's the place where you get to see the humanity of the monster sometimes and how it takes life. And that's why, like, I think the good death that was done in this one was interesting, like, you know, cause it was up close and personal and it showed that like, it really was like you were saying, almost like a fuck you, the Lori. It was like, <laughs> it was like, I know this matters to you. So fuck you. Like, and you know, this is the one thing going right for you. And, like, you, you Sorry, beach. I thought you were done. Um, Corey, Corey's in our chat and he had, a, oh, nice. he, Hi, Corey. he had a great idea. After we do Gremlins 3, Gremlins in Nazi Germany and Outer Space, <laughs> we do a Michael Myers and Terminator sequel where we cross yeah, over Mike, the universes. So, Mike Myers versus Terminator? I yes. like it. So instead of doing Terminator versus Robocop or Freddy versus Jason versus Myers, we're going to do Myers versus Terminator. Yep. Can we get Predator in there just for good measure? Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> he could, they could be trying to... Um, Michael Myers could be trying to save the Predator from the Terminator. <laughs> Maybe we should do... Like a six-episode series of just all verses. Yes, I love it. Or, or love like, it. or like movie sequels that no one asked for. Or it could be a, no, it could be a bracket. We <laughs> do like a Sweet Sixteen bracket of uh, of your yeah. favorite, like superhero, oh, and then Twitter does it. Maybe that you do that, but it's a show. So instead of just getting voted out of the bracket, or you get killed. Beat and, says, and Beat says we we, in, we include Elvira for some boobage. So she can host mm-hmm. the battles. Uh, the technical term is cans. The cans, yeah. Her cans. Melons. Her melons, yes, yes. Her sweet, sweet cans. Sweet can. <laughs> um, and, and, and sorry, I'm stubborn and get stuck on old thoughts. So no, Matt, with the tr- Matt and Jack, with the treatment of Michael in this movie, is my, am I wrong that he seems smaller in this movie? Like he seemed less physically imposing? Less yeah. Fucking- yeah. Okay, like, I don't know if that was a choice or that's just the fucking, whoever the dude was that was fucking doing it. I don't know. He says on the casting. Chris it's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he was so scrawny. And that explains it. Shorter than everyone. They should have gotten, gotten Goose in the suit. It would have been a lot more. He wasn't doing anything. He did not seem very physically imposing as compared to times past. And I really thought that was kind of. Some of the what was interesting about the character, I I mean, maybe that's like they're trying to differentiate it from Jason, which I know is a classically a problem with these movies, like because Jason's pretty Jason's gotten fucking jacked at in the, some of the movies. I'm sure you guys have dealt with that. Like some of them like, God, well, Jason takes Manhattan. He was just fucking yoked. Well, that's the problem. At this point, at that point, it was Kane Hodder and Kane Hodder is like a fucking six foot five mountain of a man. Yeah, right. OK, so that. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's what they're dealing with. But. Like I, Michael Myers didn't have like a look like he never really had like you know the big traps and giant arms. He was just like a just looked like a big dude like yeah, that just like got off house. work at a ju- yeah he's yeah, a, just, he's just a, got he, off you yeah know, work at a junkyard and like fucking coming to fuck you up. But yeah, he looked he looked more slight in this one. Yeah, and the mask is too too shiny. It's too mod. It's too clean. Especially I, maybe I'm just biased because I've been seeing the new movie the adver- advertisements everywhere. I love the mask in the new one. Hmm. Uh, it's just like when I remember watching the trailer and it's just this, it's, I don't know. It looks too clean. Hmm. It was very much so like, and it all, it was almost like featureless. I know it's supposed to be a featureless mask, but like in the original, which I'm more familiar with, I haven't seen the new one, obviously, like it just seemed like it had some kind of personality, even like how, in how insane it was yeah. that it legitimately looks like that's what a psychopath would put on their face. And that, the, you know, that's a William Shatner mask, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's inside out, right? They turn like it's a Shatner mask inside out. White, I think. But uh, I just love the idea that there's some inherent feature of William Shatner's face that says psycho. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Damn it, Bill. So the guy. all i want in my career if i you know maybe i won't win an oscar maybe i won't ever get you know a real legit uh following if if somebody just makes a halloween mask of my face and then somebody else takes that and puts it on their face to kill people i would i job well done i could i could die happy jack for 50 bucks i'll wear a mask of your face and go kill people okay that's all i ask that's all i ask We'll do 25. <laughs> Holy shit. We, yeah. we got an auction here. <laughs> Everybody out there listening to this one, leave, sure, a, leave sure. a review for Podcast Atira with your offer. <laughs> but you all, I ask, all I ask is that, that you get my eyebrows right. Nice. I can't yeah, see no, them with your glasses you. on, but we'll make sure to get the teeth right because I now remember that you're missing a bunch of teeth. Uh, yeah, no, we don't have to telegraph that. Uh, we could. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> and oh, and, and make sure I have more hair. Try to bring my receding hairline back. Let's just cheat it. You know what? Let's just make it a Tom Cruise mask and say it's me. Fuck yes. <laughs> Which also would be terrifying. <laughs> so you wouldn't have to do shit to a Tom Cruise mask to make it terrifying <laughs> to kill somebody in it. That's a really good point. Uh, I didn't realize the guy who played uh, Michael Myers in this movie was also a stunt double in Demolition Man, Armageddon, and the new uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Ooh, like, like, he gets around. He's nice. actually done a shit ton of stuff. Going back to '88, which is he was in Those Maniac Cop too. Stuntmen, like stuntmen, have a pretty solid career. It's it's very consistent. They, you know, they're stuntmen. It's nice when they get to be behind. You know, it's usually these these uh, faceless or uh, or dialogueless roles. But it's great when they get roles like that. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you guys know who Tate Fletcher is. Um, he's actor of stuntman um but he makes he always advocates for this and i'm a big fan of it as well i think it's bullshit that there's no oscar for stunt work oh 100 percent. yeah it's such a big part of this industry and it makes a lot of what it, they do plausible and possible it's just it's amazing to me there's not an oscar for that yeah that's a, that's a really great point because it's you know just like visual effects or sound design or cinematography it's one of those weird it's it's a science and an art. You gotta be. You gotta do both. You gotta do the math, but you also have to have a little style. And uh, the the guy, the coordinators that come up with the, all right. We know we have to blow this car up at this point on this freeway, but yeah, the director just goes, uh, all right, you do it. And they come right. up with something. You know that you're right. Like I would give an Oscar to the guy that managed to do the bus jump in speed. Like that. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that that like whoever designed that with blueprints and then got a team together and did it and nobody got killed. Give give an Oscar. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, probably save money and lives, which is kind of what everybody's <laughs> going for in Hollywood, right? That's also, a great um, it was everybody's excited about the Joseph Gordon-Levitt appearance in this movie as I was. Fuck yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Yeah, he was there. He was in and out quick, like with a Rick. hockey skate through the face, which was cheesy as fuck. <laughs> Still pretty good though. It was. It was a creative, at least. But it, it was like it was so heavily foreshadowed. It was like, hey, here's hockey kid. Oh, hockey kids making hockey threats, and hockey kids got a hockey stick. Oh, hockey I'm kids glad that you pointed stick. out the hockey threats because probably my favorite line in the entire movie was how he talked <laughs> about how he's been suspended for five times because he's gotten a little too excited with the hockey he's stick. Gotten a little loose with the a stick. stick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember, I saw this like 20 minutes before we started, so <laughs> you yeah. got it fresh in my mind. Oh man, isn't it funny that both he 
he's a pretty legit actor now. Michelle Williams is is Oscar bait all the time. Um, it's it's really funny how uh, you see certain careers traject over twenty years. It is crazy, man. And like it, you know, it's easy to laugh at like not laugh at, but like not take seriously how when you know people that work in the business and they get these little bit parts and you think, oh, that's great. But, you know, you know, maybe they're not going anywhere. This could be it for them. But this like legitimately is how it goes, man. Like just getting on set and being seen and getting lines like is is the start of it for a lot of people. But yeah. that being said, for all those people that were saying that about look at all the rest of the people down that list that we never heard shit from again in a big way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> that's uh, there's a lot of people that just that's their role and that's what they get. I was thinking about that just today because, oh, God, what was I watching? I don't know. I was watching some some uh, 80s show. I was, I was, no, I wasn't watching it, but somehow I started thinking about Charles in Charge. I yeah, thinking, who does? Yeah, every it was it's it's <laughs> it's Sunday. So, yeah, we were thinking about exactly. Charles in Charge. And like, so I'm just imagining like the kid who played the, the brother, like he's he might be a working actor. I don't know what he's doing, but there's a good chance. and There's nothing wrong with this. He could be driving a forklift in like, you know, in a warehouse. Sure. And he's living a pretty standard life that most of us relate to, except he was for every once in a while, you might catch him on TNT at like 3 p.m. Uh, as a 14 year old. It, it's, it's yeah. always and, he gets a, and he gets a residual check for like 17 exactly. cents every month. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, that would be cool. You know, he's living a, a, you know, a pretty standard life, but with this this cool asterisk. That, that's awesome. I mean, obviously, you'd want the millionaire career, but. Our, well, you know, Jack. In that same vein, uh, I do have some news for you, and this is uh, this is a uh, podcast here exclusive. Uh-oh. I've never uh, revealed this on any sort of social media before. I don't think um, I was on an episode of The People's Court as a child. I really? thought you were pregnant. Damn it! No, well, I'm and also I'm pregnant. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you've been. That's what the, that's what the court case was about. Were you? Uh, were you witness, plaintiff, defendant? Uh, we were the plaintiff. So uh, I'll set it up for you. My family and I moved to Los Angeles, California when I was younger. Uh, my dad got work out there in the construction industry. And there we got a moving company. I don't know if you remember the movie com- moving company Beacons. I'm pretty sure I can say their name now without getting in trouble. Um, but yeah, so we, we moved out there and um, we paid for like an all inclusive like you know, unpack our stuff for us package because like we were in a hurry to get there. My dad like was, you know, had this new high power job and all this kind of shit. So uh, they basically just like took all of our stuff and walked into the house and like dumped the boxes in the middle of the floor and broke a bunch of stuff. And like, we're just awful. So we, um, we made a claim against them and we made a small claim against them for the damages. And that's what people's court does. Like they're in Los Angeles County or wherever the surrounding counties. And they like thumb through and look for ones that they can make a TV show out of. And they basically just pay it and like you're going to get paid no matter what. But you come and you're going to come on and argue the case is basically what the people's court was. And uh, I was nine years old at the time. They broke my toys. So uh, (laughs) there was uh, they broke some of my He-Man toys. Oh, boy. uh, I went on there and pled my case. My segment where I talked about how they broke my toys did not make the final uh, did not make final airing. No, just but a long close up of my stupid mopey kid face was there. But Wapner? Uh, did, Dr. Wapner? it was Wapner. That's right. It was Judge Wapner and um, and Rusty the bailiff. So <laughs> we ended and Doug Llewellyn out in the we did an interview with him out in the little front nice. hall studio in there. So um, the we did end up winning. We won. Um, it was obvious. I mean, we were, we were we were the victors. And the best part, I save it for the last, the name, everyone, every case had a clever name. Mine, the Texas Moving Day Massacre. <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> 
awesome. <laughs> now you have your uh, subtitle for this podcast episode. You're That's welcome. I, I need to find this. Moving Day Mischief? So, Oh, good luck. Good luck finding. I've tried to find. I've looked on People's Court Archives. I've looked everywhere. If you find it, you will be my hero. You're already my hero. But you'll be like, you'll take... <laughs> Uh, that you'll, would be take an, you'll take another hero slot off the list if you can do oh, this. Because I've looked for years to try to find this. Texas be- Moving Day Massacre. It would have been 1987-ish. 1987, I think it would have been. It's that's 87 or 88. So that's yeah, that, that was that's my deep, dark secret that I had to share with you. That's not really that's- a deep, dark secret. Like, I would tell everyone that. Like, well, yeah, I just don't have a chance to. I'm sure. Yeah, no, no. So, so what, yeah, you mentioned like some people were on TV and they're just living a normal life. I'm right. walking around with that, right? Jack, I'm walking around with that secret. <laughs> just, you just walk in places and cover your head because you don't want people to recognize you from your 1987 <laughs> TV appearance. That's the guy. I hope they didn't see the Texas Moving Day Massacre episode. <laughs> but the weird thing is they call you AC Slater. Like, hey, AC Slater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have that. I do have that embroidered on all my shirts. <laughs> so, uh, so should we rank this movie before Mike's got a jet? I'm, I'm down. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I don't, Mike got to get going. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, do, what do we do? We do uh, how many chili peppers we rated? Is that what it is? Or if is that's what a, you want to do, we don't really just hot. do zero to five, but we can do hot, hot potatoes if you want. Or uh, like. Um, Yes, like number of hop plants, number of hops, hop cones, hop cones. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. it. Hop buds, whatever. Yeah, that's on a that's on topic. Yeah. Keeping it fucking topical over here is what I do. Yeah, that's <laughs> why we like you. Yeah, I guess if you yeah. want to do zero to five hop cones, <laughs> zero to five hop cones for Halloween H two O. All right, let me shake it out here. Let me see. Um, I really, really liked the pace of it a lot. Maybe because I'm a fan of easily digestible movies because I'm always kind of rushed. Like I was literally making dinner and getting screamed at by kids and stuff while I was watching. So I liked how easily digestible it was. There was some really bad acting, but Jamie Lee Curtis does her thing because she's like the only real actor in the entire fucking <laughs> ensemble. That it'll, So she does her thing like she does with these movies where she just makes it happen because the sheer force of will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was not a fan of Michael Myers, but I thought... You know, like again, like I thought it was well paced enough to create some fun suspense, and I like that she chopped his fucking head off at the end. That was that had a nice like, hey, there's no question kind of thing to it. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like I I I enjoyed the anti cliffhanger there. Where it's like he's he could come back if there's a burning fireball at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Nope, she chopped his fucking head off right at the end. Um, Although in canon, uh, the direct sequel takes place right after, and it turns out that was just a guy, one of the uh, medics from the ambulance, that he put a mask on and broke his back so he couldn't talk. So Jamie Lee, De- uh, Jamie Lee Curtis decapitated an innocent guy, and she gets arrested and put in a, in a, 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 a sanitarium. Oh, I see. I've okay. been meaning yeah, to watch see. Resurrection again, and you just fucking ruined it. Um, I watched the first five. And that's why. He, so that's why he does the reaching out thing. It seems so human in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. There's something there. Uh, uh, but yeah, I still liked it. I like the the quick brutality of it because it just showed that like she's ready for this moment. That was cool. Um, I'm gonna go three, three hot chili pepper hopcorns <laughs> out of five. I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Yeah, I agree. I think three is a, is is where this belongs. Um, I mean, I have a soft spot for it just because of the time it came out, like 1998. It just, you know, I was got 15 years old. Uh, you know, I, it was it was perfect movie for me. 
Uh, it seems less corny than Halloween four, five, and six, but mm. now it seems super corny compared to the new Halloween. Uh, I imagine or just just you know more modern sensibilities. Um, uh, yeah, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. She she could you know read the phone book. I'm 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 in. Uh, I don't, I, I don't like this as much as the screen movies. I don't like it as much as the faculty that was right around here with Josh Hartnett. That's another movie hmm. I do want to watch again. Um, never even heard of that movie. Um, that was Robert Rodriguez. That was his first, I think, English language. No, no, Despera- Desperado was English. And Desperado was mostly English language, let's be honest. Yeah, it was broken English. It was between uh, Desperado and uh, his spy kid's face. Okay. Um, so it's an interesting view to watch. But yeah, no, I this, this this is pretty middle of the road for me, but I still have a soft spot. Three, three is fine. Wow. Three hop you, you were both very generous. I gave it one and a half because it's... boy. Even though it's a really digestible movie and easy to watch and easy to have on in the background, it's not that good. <laughs> um, You're not wrong. No, there are just a plethora of other movies I would rather watch before I would watch this movie again. Um. Yeah, if someone's like, "Hey, I really want to watch a Halloween movie. Which one's you know the best one?" It's not H2O. Not yeah, no. it'll probably might maybe might break the top five, but there are ten of them. <laughs> it's getting getting easier to get in that group. I know. I was trying to think about it. I'm like, man, if I did pick, like, if you've seen them all, which one would you rewatch? Two. I would say either two or four. Hmm. Not not three. the Paul Rudd one. One. Nineteen uh, year old Paul Rudd. I mean, one, but one is such an easy answer to give. Like, yeah, one, obviously. It's I know, but I'm, I'm an easy answer kind of guy. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good point. But I mean, even like with Nightmare on Elm Street, it's like the first one's the best one, but I still prefer four through five or four through six. Hey, I'll yeah, watch, four, Rocky, I'll watch Rocky. Awesome. Rocky four. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's four was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the most watchable of the Rocky films, but. Yeah, no, I, and I give you that, Matt. It just didn't, it, it didn't do anything that made me. Like, there was no like CNC Music Factory thing to it. It was like it, nothing made me go hmm. Like, <laughs> there was nothing. <laughs> That's there was nothing that like it challenged anything about it. Like the, I, I and probably the only reason I brought up that ending where she like brutally chops the head off right there. I was like that's the only thing that kind of challenged the expectations of the yeah. movie. That was it. And then if you know cutting somebody's head off with an axe is like challenging the genre in a slasher movie, I don't know if it counts. <laughs> <laughs> like it just it didn't it did it didn't challenge anything. It didn't push any envelopes. But I mean, it, it hit the notes. It was a pop song. You know what I mean? It was yeah. a pop song. Yep, that's what this was. It, it did what it was supposed to do, and it did the same shit that like I know what you did last summer did. Yep, same thing. It hit all the notes, got them done. Like I was entertained. I bought twelve dollar licorice and fucking a soda, and then everybody's happy. Capitalism keeps working. Except the it's, guy the who Chipotle, paid it's the Chipotle of, of the Mike Myers movie. Chipotle of, of the Mike Myers saga. <laughs> so many good subtitles for this podcast. I should start using subtitles for the podcast, I guess. You should. Yeah, you after the colon, podcast of terror, like Halloween HTO, colon. <laughs> I guess I got to stop oh, putting people's oh. names in the title that are on it. Yeah, fuck those people. Maybe season four. Maybe we'll start doing that in season four. Ah, whatever. Maybe we'll do it next week. Just make every episode a new season. There you go. Like right. Sherlock. Right. So uh I guess that's gonna wrap it up for season one hundred and thirty nine of the podcast here. <laughs> Colin nice. backslash. Colin backslash. All right. You can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at eight oh five three two eight thirty nine sixty six. You can email the pot at gncast.com. 
leave us a message on the website. I really miss Corey. He used to do this much better than me. Uh, you can follow <laughs> the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Podcast Tear. Subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us feedback, too. I'll read it if you ever do it. Go to bit.ly slash pot review if you hate iTunes and want to leave a review. Uh, all subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. And you can follow the entire network under the Galactic Network on Facebook. If you want to give us money without actually giving us money, go to amazon.podcastair.com. Shop like you normally would. We get a cut of the money. costs you nothing. You get your 57 pounds of cashews in the mail. Yeah. And we get a percentage. Um, let's start with Beach. Beach, where can people find the do-whatever-you your sweet, sweet clothing. Uh, luscious melons at iTunes. You just look that up. <laughs> uh, um, now you find me uh, if you want to find the Do Whatever podcast. You can find it on iTunes. Just search Do Whatever podcast. That's the best way. Uh, if you want to find all the places to find all the episodes, just go to mikebeach.com. My name B E E C H mikebeach.com. You can I write a blog on there, and I can find all the stuff that I hawk. My book, all that kind of good stuff if you're into that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you can find all the podcast episodes there if you just like listening through a web web player, but also all the links are there too. Find me on YouTube. Um, just search Mike Beach. Um, you'll see a bunch of thumbnails of people doing stuff in kilts, and that'll be me. <laughs> that'll be my thing there. That'll be my feet. So um, yeah, but on social media, Beach with nine E's in the middle, So because uh, I'm that uncreative. But yeah, that's yeah. find all that stuff out. And then um, yeah, listen to the podcast. And I'd love to have you on board. If you're listening to my podcast and podcast of terror, I don't know that you need to listen to any others to be perfectly honest, because we're going to cover anything that needs to be covered. Yep. And these two, that's it. And anything <laughs> that might get missed on ours is probably picked up by Jack. So whenever, Jack, <laughs> you go. What, 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 what do you, what do you I do? Know, I'm, I'm not offended because I, have, I haven't produced a goddamn episode in six months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't be mad. Literally. I literally can't be mad. Uh, but uh, so follow me. I'm much more productive on Twitter by myself uh, at Jackie No Breaks and Instagram at Jackie No Breaks. Uh, and uh, you should follow my podcast. At some point, we'll release these new episodes. There's, there's some good ones. We did a crossover with another show that I'm excited about. Um, but that's at Worst Episode Pod. Um, and then uh, our network is at We Studios Pod. But right now we've been focusing. I miss I miss my '90s show. I miss '90s percentile. It was uh, 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 what my original vision for the show is very much in line with what Mike was saying about uh, about his show. Um, I we, we lo I love those rabbit holes. I can't help it. I love going down them. Uh, and I do miss that looser structure. But uh, at some point we'll have new episodes, or and at some point we're going to do Gremlins three. And yeah, you know, uh, there's still there's many more years of it's not wrong. I, Corey and I don't let him forget about the promise of Gremlins 3 and Nazi Germany in outer space. We're going to do it. Starring Josh Hartnett. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> now we're getting into casting. Now, now it's serious. Yeah, yeah, that's how you know things are starting. Well, we, we promised that it would come out before actual Gremlins 3 comes out. So every day the uh, clock ticks a little we're, quicker. We're, really, we're playing chicken here at this point. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> It's just with two bulldozers, one with us and one with the Gremlins producers. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you both again. Jack, thanks for coming in short notice. Mike, thanks for making time on a Sunday night six weeks after yeah, man, to come on our show. Uh, you can <laughs> always, find... always happy to help in a timely manner. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and untapped at Matt the Lifeguard. Next week, we're going to talk about The Shining, like I mentioned earlier. It sounds like Corey's supposed to be back. Um, 
watch that. I'll believe it when I see it because I miss that face. I miss his I, voluptuous I melons. You guys noticed, but when Corey's doing the show, he does this this neck turn, like like Mike Myers. Yeah, he's like a little puppy. <laughs> just like a little. Maybe boy. it's a little. Maybe that's a little call to the to Halloween H two O that he's doing there. We don't even realize. <laughs> we never knew he was such a fan. <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah. So Kyle Kyle Skogquist is gonna be coming back. He was on episode. Oh God, should have been more prepared. He was on episode fifteen. We talked about trick or treat. Um. Just for the two of you and anyone listening, Kyle was in a band called Impaler. The Impaler record was prominently displayed in the movie Trick or Treat. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that was like one of the big claims to fame. But uh, yeah, he's out in Detroit now with a family, not playing those sweet, sweet Impaler jams. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to talk about The Shining. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so yeah, that's the new it for the episode podcast here. I'm, I'm killing time because I'm trying to find the right fucking window that I want to be on so I can close this. <laughs> You want, do you want me to vamp? No, we're good. Ah, that's going to do it for another episode of Podcast Terrible. Stay scary, everybody. Bye.